What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 126 of the Tasty Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. A couple quick reminders, in case you don't know, we're in October, and that means we got new games to play this month. So make sure to download and play Vampire or Vampire and Need for Speed Payback. Both are for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Uh, Less than we thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game of the month, not picked by Chevy, but randomly, is Dragon's Dogma, which is a third-person RPG, action RPG, where you run around and uh, fight monsters with uh, pawns and... uh, I think you can download other people that you know as pawns, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Uh, we're going to play that, so hopefully you do as well, or maybe you played in the past, come back at the end of the month. We're going to talk about that on Game of the Month. Uh, type in hashtag STLG in your comment if you'd like to be considered on TastyCast. We have a segment we'll be doing in this episode and every episode of TastyCast where we read your comments and we reply to them. So make sure to type in hashtag STLG on your comment if you'd like to be considered. Otherwise, I pick at random. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And we have a Patreon link down below for anybody who would like to support the channel further than watching these videos commenting commenting on them liking and sharing them with everyone you know on the planet send them to strangers because we're almost at 2000 subscribers and i really want to hit that before the end of the year which would be fucking awesome and uh can't do it without you guys and uh yeah so thank you for all of your support it's very much appreciated um yeah tasty cast uh it's the first tasty cast of this month so with every first tasty cast every month we typically go down uh a list of game releases um for the month um we should probably start with that right doesn't matter let's just do it fuck it so um (laughs) i'll say i'm running this shit fuck it i'm just gonna decide let's do it so uh yeah like i said we're in october and we got a lot of game releases so we're gonna go through this uh name them all off and then talk about our anticipation if we have any for any of these games uh so uh october 1st super mario bros 35 uh came out uh on switch 35 um, 35 year anniversary of oh that came out on Switch on the 1st. Uh, October 2nd, we got Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. PS4, Xbox One. We got Star Wars Squadrons as well on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, October 6th, we got Baldur's Gate 3. That got pushed back a little bit for early access. That's coming out on PC. October 8th, we got Ride 4, which is a motorcycle game, I think, on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. October 9th, we got FIFA 21. Uh, that's a big number. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, so everything. October 13th, we got G.I. Joe Operation Blackout, which no one asked for. Uh, coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch and PC. And Remothered also comes out that day, the 13th. Uh, Remothered Broken Porcelain, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. October 15th, we got Cloudpunk, which is a uh, voxel-looking uh cyberpunk uh cab game which is kind of interesting coming out on ps4 xbox one and switch and then october 16th we have mario kart live home circuit and nhl 21 uh coming out on ps4 xbox one i'm assuming mario kart live home circuit is either switch or mobile yeah i don't know why it doesn't say it doesn't have a thing listed you guys see it um october 20th we got amnesia rebirth ps4 and pc 
then we got October 27th, Ghost Runner is finally coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel uh, 4 uh, coming out on PS4. October 29th, we got Watch Dogs Legion. That's finally coming out as well. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then October 30th, we have the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope, on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And with that, also Pikmin 3 Deluxe on the Switch. Uh, what games are we feeling? Uh, what games are we not feeling? And, yeah. Super Mario Brothers 35 is the one with the re-releases of the old Marios, right? I think so. Um, I'm kind of curious in that, just because, you know, uh, specifically with, I think, two of the ones in there, they were ones I did enjoy. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to rush out and get that. We'll see. Blizzard Gate 3 I want to play, but I didn't realize it was going to be early access, so I might just kind of wait and see what people say at that point. I, I want to play it, but I also want it to be a fully functioning game. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the the trick there. Hopefully it's, you know, got enough content to be playable. Yeah, so I, I'm going to wait, I think, and see what people say before I pull the trigger on that. But I'm very interested in Baldur's Gate 3. Um, and then other than that, I am pretty much uh, looking forward to Watch Dogs Legion. Um, if I can get a goddamn NVIDIA 3080, it'll come with the game. But That'd be a good way to get it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, as far as, like things I, I don't or have a strong like negative opinion about i nothing really on that list i'm like oh my god i hate it so i don't yeah. care about fifa but i'm just the wrong person for sure um i'm curious about crash bandicoot 4 it's about time i played the demo that had three levels on it it was actually really fun it felt very uh felt like it definitely like respected the um original games which was a big surprise for me so uh kind of curious about that uh, Star Wars Squadrons, I did buy already. I've played it already, and I returned it already. I uh, got a refund, so um, it's a cool idea. It's a very clean-looking game, um, really cool, but also a little too simplistic for me, and I don't see myself playing it, so bought it, got rid of it. Uh, I really want Baldur's Gate 3. I will probably be getting that early access. I'm not, not probably. I'm going to get that uh, once it releases, um, although I am kind of worried that I might be getting an early version of the game that's not going to be... I, I, I kind of hate buying games in early access that have like a long roadmap because I might get burnt out on it before it's finally finished. It's also a month before Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, yeah. <laughs> um, but I will be buying that. How much I'll play it will depend on, you know, once I play it and figure out if there's plenty of content there to be playing. Um, Cloudpunk looks interesting. I want to pick that up. Amnesia Rebirth, I'm going to pick up. Uh, Ghost Runner, I'm kind of curious about, but I also think it's kind of a gimmick. So for people who like, like, uh, speed running type games, getting through and not getting hit once. You know, in this game, if you get shot or something like that, you have to restart from last checkpoint. So you're just running on walls and stuff like that. It's a neat idea. It's not really my style, but because um, that's all it offers. But it's pretty cool. I played the demo, um, so I might pick that up. Watch Dogs Legion, I am absolutely picking up. They've totally sold that game to me. And then Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope, I'll be picking up as well. So I have a pretty uh, substantial month ahead of me when it comes to the games uh, coming out this month. Chris, um, the other thing that really piqued my interest are the Crash Bandicoot games. I, I love playing all the old ones, so I'm, I'm excited to play the new one. Uh, I'll probably wait to buy it though, just because financial reasons. Um, Baldur's Gate three, I would love to have access to that, so I'm, I'm excited for that as well. Um, and then the only one that's really else that I'm excited for would be Watch Dogs Legion. Everything else I'm just kind of meh about. You don't want to play NHL twenty one? 
I mean, obviously I do. You're Come not, on. not just dying the, to get your hands on that finally? I, I, uh, I, yeah, I am. Absolutely, 100%. Go sports team. Sports the game ball Smack faster that than the sports. Oh, yeah. Smack yeah. that ball type object. Dang. Hit the thing. Chunky Frisbee. It's a, ch- <laughs> it's a very, it's a thick boy. Um, anything else? No. Anything on that list that you're just completely fucking reject makes you want to puke even looking at it i don't know if anything does that to me fifa 21 <laughs> someone someone might have an adverse reaction to that all right well that was really quick uh let us know in the comments what games are you guys looking forward to in october so something that's not on that list that we should probably know about that's coming out uh what games are you not excited for you're like oh, i'm fucking picking that shit up have you played star wars squadrons i've played it so let's talk about it if you've played it if you like it let me know what you're liking about it if you don't like it let me know what you're not liking about it uh what about crash bandicoot 4 i know uh, some people in the community have already been playing it for nothing but good things so that's been really cool uh to hear uh so yeah let us know everything in the comments below what you think about uh releases in october uh so let's jump into what we've been playing uh where we talk about the games we've been playing in the last week uh, i have a pretty big list but i'm gonna let someone else go first because i gotta strategize on this go chris oh not me um well uh final fantasy 14 of course uh we did our raid and i think what after three attempts three pulls Three pulls. We finally cleared um, the pasta, whatever the fuck the pasta's name. I can't even think of it at the moment. Just... The Rasta pasta. Yeah, that's the one. Sure. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was nice. We actually cleared it. it barely, though, by like 1%. Barely cleared it. Like almost wiped the Point group one. out. 0.1%. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, but it's great that we finally got that cleared. Um, so now hopefully we can do it again although i'm not super positive that we're gonna (laughs) um i've just been playing a lot of world of warcraft lately just a lot of it even though they kind of delayed the expansion until who knows we don't really as far as i know there's no announcement of when not even a date i have no idea i didn't know that um it it might be i just haven't heard anything about it from the people i play with no no one knows what the release date's going to be as far as I know. Um, but it, it's kind of like a, a good to bad thing. It sucks that it's not going to come out like they announced it was initially. But it's also nice because they are willing to delay it and put more work into the expansion that people are asking them to do instead of just kind of putting it out there and just kind of giving us a kind of shit expansion is what people are saying. Yeah, I um, saw that uh, Osman Gold, right? Is that his name? On uh, Twitter, like was like as Mongolia. Yeah, guy was like, his mom. Holy crap, guys! Blizzard listened. That was his tweet. And because you know, Twitter just goes here. Someone that's somehow related to something you like. Look at his Twitter tweet, and so that one I got, and yeah. So it's apparently, uh, I assume a lot of people probably share that sentiment, though. Mm-hmm. It's nice because I I hear about people who are playing the the test realms and whatnot and uh they they just keep changing like things like really hard core fundamental things of like the uh the factions that you can join or whatever they're called um the the gear that you're getting is going to be tied into those groups and people were complaining that like you know you can't switch groups that you're in if you need to get certain gear and then the special abilities you get from joining those groups are really like important depending on what spec you are and if they don't line up right so like blizzard is taking a step back um and they're going to delay it 
which is really nice to see that they're listening, like you said, to people complaining about it. Um, and then the only other game I've been playing is Monster Hunter. I have not gotten close to fighting the new monsters yet. I've just kind of slowly working my way up, doing the event stuff, trying to unlock, because I'm a cosmetic whore, so I'm trying to unlock get all, all that the layered again. armors. Sorry? You got to get all that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just slowly making my way up there. But it's still fun. I'm still enjoying it. I switched weapons again. I was using... <laughs> Great, so or the fucking um, dual daggers for a long time, and now I'm using bows again. <laughs> hmm. I I can never stick with anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that game's real. It's really easy to fucking hop around with the amount of weapons in it, so it makes sense. Yeah. Anything else? All I've been playing. Nope, that's it. All right. Um, I'll hop in next. Uh, been playing Dragon's Dogma, which is our game of the month. So we'll be talking about that at the end of the month. So I'm not going to talk about that too much here. Stay tuned. Um, but on that note, um, and I would kind of like to have a more expanded conversation on this with you guys if you were open to doing it. Uh, the Dragon's Dogma anime is on Netflix. There's seven episodes. I watched three of them. And um, I would definitely recommend people check it out. But um, it's not really fucking doing much for me, which kind of sucks. Um, seems kind of run of the mill when it comes to like being an anime. It kind of hits all the fucking marks, all the all the check marks that it should uh, to be you know pretty typical anime. Okay. Um, the animation is uh, also done a lot like how the uh, newer seasons of Berserk is. So it's like uh, mostly CG that looks like animation, and then some a- animation in it. Um, but, uh, it is really neat to watch that anime and see a lot of things from the game directly. Um, because like some of the monsters you, you fight in the game are in the fucking, in the anime that they fight and shit. So it's kind of neat to see that it's, it's interesting to watch an anime. It's based off a video game that's been out for so long and conveniently came out around the same time. Our game of the month has pulled that game. So, um, I think it'd be cool if we, uh, if we all like watch like the first episode, second episode, did like an episode little short episodes talking about our thoughts on each episode how many episodes is it seven <clears throat> they're 30 minutes each yeah they're short. i mean i could probably just binge it in a day but yeah i just think for content it'd be interesting to just have individual little short episodes so people don't have to sit here for two hours listening to us talk about the whole show yeah i'll try to i'll try to watch it so yeah um so yeah stay tuned we'll uh, if we do that uh you guys will know also played vampire before it's been released on playstation plus uh some more just to uh you know, get a head start on that because uh, I don't know how much I'm going to be playing it this month. So I might as well just get it knocked out now. Um, and I'll talk about that later. Uh, bought and played Mafia Definitive Edition. I think I'm over halfway through it. Um, that's wild to play. Um, just because it's on their newest engine. It's a brand new Mafia game. It's just the story from Mafia. And it's really cool to play uh, parts of or play that game but see all these parts that I remember from the original and graphically we're talking a huge difference Mafia came out a long time ago yeah it's a pretty old school PC game and uh, I mean the controls were fucking ridiculous in the original Mafia um, that's how you know far back it is it doesn't follow any standard control schemes um, but yeah Mafia it, it's really neat to play through that storyline um, again, uh, play with these characters again, go through the exact same scenarios and these graphics, uh, the game plays really well. I think it's interesting that mafia, mafia two and mafia three, mafia two and mafia one more. So, um, are so story heavy that they, they're not really, they, they built this whole like sandbox open world 
to to play in but it's so linear in its in its uh structure of the game that like there isn't a whole lot of like free play there's a whole mode for free play otherwise the city just exists as a backdrop as a character for the story to uh, unveil there's like really long cinematics and like every mission that you play in the game is like completely you know set up like a linear you know um story-based game is um which i really kind of like i mean it takes a long time to get your first gun in the game and then after that you do missions that you don't even have a gun because uh, you're in the mafia it's about the story it's not about oh you keep unlocking new and new guns you keep being more powerful it's not about right, that. right. so like someone sending a mission be like oh just go destroy those cars over there oh do you need a gun no we just need some multivs and um you know hit somebody with a bat and shit but uh but it's it's been really refreshing to play that game and i uh I really like the story. Mafia and Mafia 2 have really good storylines, so i uh, really been enjoying that. If you are a Mafia fan or curious about Mafia, or just a fan of like the whole Italian Mafia uh, aesthetic or history, uh, I would definitely recommend this for you. Uh, I've been playing Among Us on my phone and on PC, uh, and uh, it's fun. Obviously, it's very popular right now. It's weird that game came out like two years ago, and no one gave a fuck about it, and then recently someone played it, and it took off, and everybody's like, Among Us, Among Us, Among Us, and I'm just like this genre grew already. Like there's other games out there that fucking, it's weird. It's so weird that like there's a uh, uh, project winter. There's fucking, there's this other one. I forgot it's on a spaceship. And then Jackbox has something like among us on it, which I really like. Um, it's also simple. I like that among us is a simple game. It's more about deducing who the fuck the, the imposter is more than any kind of skill. People get crazy too. When the way they like figure out who the killer is and stuff. I'm yeah. Like you should not be playing this game and probably should be pursuing a career i've had i've had a couple <laughs> couple matches in that game where me and like one other person were like really breaking shit down and we nailed the imposters other times it's really hard yeah. i i mean i've had people where the imposter just didn't even talk that much and it's hard to tell if they're like the people who are the most active talking are the ones who are either going to really sell it really well or people that are you're going to fucking be like you're kind of weird uh, suspicious some people are really bad at like having a poker face for sure well, i was to say I, I know the one thing that that people have kind of that I've no that I've noticed in the, like the few people I've watched play it, they're like the people who don't talk when they're an imposter often get away with it. Yeah, I played <laughs> uh, one match and uh, and um, this guy only talked when he needed to. Like someone's like, "Oh, I think it's this guy," and everybody's like, "Why?" And uh, and he'd be like, "Well, I don't know." And we're like, what? "What?" Then we can't just fucking vote him out. And then like I would be like, "Oh, we should probably skip then." And we're like, "Okay, yeah, skip." And like they, he barely said shit, and then he ended up being one of the imposters. And I was like, "Fuck, okay." I had no <laughs> idea. Um, in case you've been under a rock too, uh, you don't know what the fuck we're talking about here. Among Us is a game where you play with other people online on a ship, and you have uh, the the crew has uh, all these tasks that are very minimal. Some of them are like swipe the card. Uh, through a card reader some of them are like buy uh, a drink out of the vending machine and when you look at the vending machine there's a picture that shows you like a mountain dew or shows you which one you're supposed to select when you do it you complete the mission and everybody's trying to do that on the on the ship um essentially to keep you busy and to give you tasks so you're not paying attention to everything while one to two people i think up to three people uh are imposters and they're trying to stealth kill everyone to essentially win and uh and yeah so um pretty fun though I, I like playing it and like i said i like the simplicity of it and uh yeah i, I want to play it with people and i'd like to stream it but it's tricky because i know somebody's gonna fucking watch the stream and just know what's going on and i i, I fucking i hate the idea of that so 
I mean, I, 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 anyone I play with, I feel like I can trust, but I feel like somebody, the opportunity would be there. Yeah. To just be like, oh, fucking, I can just look and see if Seth's the imposter or not, or fucking, I don't know. Yeah, you rarely have to, like, set some ground rules for people in that regard. And or, people who are or down just to play, play with randoms. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I like playing with random people. There's no, you know, there's no risk there. And there's nothing to lose, really, outside of, you know, getting the game play taken away from you if someone's cheating. But, um, yeah, the only time I see people play with people they know, it's always like the same group every time yeah. too, because they have a rule set that they're just going to play by. So, um, but yeah, for sure. I can't imagine like, and obviously this is comes down to difference of opinion between people, but I can't imagine like stream sniping and then like still having fun with the game a week later. Like I, I, it would get old so fast at that point I would feel yeah. versus like, if you're playing legitimately with a bunch of people, it'd be one of those things like having a board game night where you could like play it. And well, that's what it feels like too, because so. like you, you don't level up and get stuff. Your yeah. stats change as you play to like, like, you know what you've done in the game, how many times, but like all the stuff you get in the game, you have to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, really fun. Um, don't know why this game is as big as it is right now, but I'm glad it is. Cause you know, I love that, this game was around for two years and went unnoticed pretty much. I'm sure some people played it and they're already getting ready to work on among us too, because they're like, Oh yeah, we'll just make a new one. Hopefully people like that one. And then this got really popular to the point where they're like, we're not going to make among us too. We're just going to start supporting this game. Cause apparently everyone's here already. So it's a really weird story. It's really interesting. It is really interesting. And I, I think, and we've kind of, me and you've kind of talked about this a little bit before, but there's so many games now that I feel like this will become a more commonplace thing anyway. Some game that's just been out for a while. That's a really good point. Yeah, that you know something might have got overlooked. Yeah, um, and during a lull, finally someone played something. So yeah. yeah. Uh, also been playing Hades, which is a rogue light. Um, Another game you can't avoid online. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, yeah. In case you don't know what that is, you just you, you spawn. You're trying to escape uh fucking uh hell essentially and uh, you have to fight a bunch of people on your way out it's a roguelike so um you get items and once you die on your uh run you restart from the beginning has a lot of progression though permanent progression as you keep playing the game has a lot of narration which is awesome a lot of storyline which is awesome and it feels like things change up all the time which is really cool um so i definitely recommend hades if you like roguelikes i think it's one of the best ones ever made easy and uh yeah um i would say it's the best one but there's other ones i still really like a lot too like rogue legacy i like moonlighter Uh, i love dead cells that's definitely one of my favorites as well but this game's right up there with it easily i mean i can't even say those are better than it um because it's just really well made it's really fun and uh, i really dig it so i would definitely recommend that to everybody uh played star wars squadrons um i kind of alluded to that earlier um it's cool even though i had some weird issues i plugged in a ps4 controller thought it was a headset and then it uh started assigning the buttons in the tutorial to hit button 12 i'm looking at the button and it's very vague it shows a button says button 12 i'm like which one's button 12 on a ps4 controller why don't you know what a ps4 controller is this is an ea game it's a star wars game what the fuck? There's no excuse. And then I plugged in a Xbox controller, and at first it was like, I don't know what this is either, but just hit button 12. And I'm like, why? It's an Xbox controller. If it, like, okay, fuck the PS4 controller. You don't know what an Xbox controller is? That's the fucking PC controller. 
Yep. Like so many games are just mapped for a fucking 360 controller. Even when you play a PS4 controller, it will still show you on the screen like A, B, and shit. That's how Rise is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a bunch of fucking games do that. So it, it was really weird. But then like I restarted the game and plugged it in, plugged it out, and did a couple things, and it started working correctly. But it's a really weird thing. Um, but uh, I ended up refunding it because I realized I wasn't gonna play it. It's uh, it's got single player. It's got some co op, which is essentially just bots, uh, firefights, hap- or not firefights, uh, dog fights happening in space. Um, and it's got the verses six v six. And I played a couple rounds of the verses. I did a little bit of story, and um, I think I just need more from a uh, space combat game. And I, I like that it's accessible. It's for everybody, and I love that there is a triple A developed EA space flight uh, game. That's awesome. In 2020 to have that, that used to be way more common back in the day and that went away. Now it's back. And if you can make that accessible to everybody, make it Star Wars. People love Star Wars. Make it easy to play. All that shit. Um, That's awesome. It's just not for me. The whole time I was playing it, I was like, I'd rather be playing Ace Combat right now or uh, uh, fucking Elite Dangerous or like all sorts of shit. Um, So I just kind of like, I don't want to make it sound like it was a bad game. It just wasn't for me. I just knew that after playing it, I'd have to force myself to play it again if I was going to play it. And I had zero interest in doing that. So I refunded it. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of sucks. But uh, otherwise, it was, it was really good looking. It has VR support, which is really cool. You can tell they really thought about the VR because even when you're uh, around your ships, you can, like, click near the ship and come up real close to it. So in VR, you'd be able to, like, look at the ship. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, just not for me. Maybe maybe later I'll pick it up again. Um if they add like a bunch of stuff and it gets, you know, a lot of people are still playing it. Uh, played Phasmophobia. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but I've been playing Phasmophobia a lot. Um, I got two videos up right now um, of times I streamed the game and uh, I am absolutely in love with this game. I think it's a really fucking cool game. I think it's a really cool idea. I originally bought it. It's funny because I'm seeing it start to pop up on Twitter, I'm seeing like uh, Markiplier, I saw, I saw Jacksepticeye shit talking about it recently and I was like, oh shit, like fucking because when I picked it up, it was just because Steam was like you might like this. Yeah, I, I've noticed it in a couple spots now too. So. Yeah, um, well it's weird because I, I missed it by like two days because after like two days of playing it, I started seeing pop up everywhere. I was like oh shit, because it came out like I think recently or at least came into, you know, a full release recently or something yeah. like that. But um. But anyway, uh, if you don't know what that is, Phasmophobia is a uh, ghost hunter game. Um, it's literally you and up to three other people uh, go to random houses and you have all this equipment, uh, EMF readers, uh, UV flashlights, uh, motion detectors, all sorts of shit, cameras, uh, whether for pictures or for video. And you go into each house or high school or asylum and you essentially do an investigation looking for a type of ghost. It's got like 10 different types of ghosts and AIs to the ghost. So there's replayability and you go in there and try and figure out which type of ghost it is. That's how you essentially win. You have a notebook that has uh, three clues, uh, clues being if it's left uh, fingerprints, you can find with the UV lights. If it's uh, talking to you on a spirit box, which is essentially just like a machine you can talk to uh, ghosts with uh, if they want to talk. Sometimes they don't talk to you. Um, all sorts of stuff. And then you go through your journal and you kind of uh, put in the clues and eventually it narrows it down to a certain amount of ghosts. Um, sometimes you don't get all your clues and sometimes you have to kind of like talk with your group and kind of narrow it down to what kind of ghost it is and uh you pick your ghost and when you leave you get points for being correct about the ghost you get points about or for uh completing random objectives every match there'll be one that's like oh find like uh brown water in a sink 
and that means a ghost turned the sink on and it's like gross water's coming out of it. Um, or uh, take a picture of a ghost, which is a kind of a difficult one. Um, unless you're Cody, that guy was like screaming half the time. He's like, yeah, it's here. He's like, Chick. and then he got, he's like, I got it. And I'm like, okay, at least you're proficient at fucking getting those pictures. Um, it was a lot of creepy pictures. There's one where he took a picture of it and I, I thought like he was going to get like a full on picture of it. I looked at the picture that he took and it's a closet barely open. You can kind of see a guy in the closet looking out and I was like, Ugh. that's the whole time I play a game. I'm always like, ew, 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 ew. Cause I'll just be in a room and I see, I hear, like behind me i'm like and i just like walk out the room like okay 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 or uh this this, there's there's a five minute uh timer every time you start a mission too and as soon as you open the door of the truck to get out before you get all the stuff to to start your investigation the timer starts going down and that means uh for that five minutes um a ghost can't go into a hunt which is essentially when it's violent um which is a level 10 act activity there's a thing in the truck that shows activity levels from zero to ten just to know, you know, how much is, you know, the ghost is doing, um, which is a really interesting mechanic. Someone can be in the van. A lot of people want to just be in the van. They're like, oh, I'll be in the van. I'm like, yeah, I bet you will. And they sit there and, you know, watch the activity and let you know, like, oh, shit, it's up at an eight. Like, you know, uh, or uh, they'll be watching the cameras looking for orbs, which is a clue. And uh, and yeah, um, it's it's pretty neat in that in that way. Uh, but anyway, yeah, objectives uh, when you have a camera, a picture camera. Um, you can take pictures of anything paranormal and get extra points. So there's ways to accrue experience and money further than just completing or guessing correctly. Um, but I think it's like a really fucking genius uh, idea for a game because like uh, I've been buying like a lot of like games recently. They're like 10, 15 bucks. They're kind of like shitty looking just to like, I'm like, eh, you know, it'd be fun to stream it or something like that. I bought Bigfoot. That was a fucking piece of shit game. Um, I'll play it again if they support it, but I feel like they're they're done with that game. Um, Pacify, which I think is a pretty pretty dope game. It's another cooperative um, scary game, uh, but it only has two scenarios so far because one guy makes the game, which is very impressive, and he's working on the third scenario now. So that's a game I'm going to have to come back to as he releases scenarios or maybe grows uh, his team to maybe make those faster. But uh, so I picked this up for the exact same reason. I was like, 15 bucks? Fuck, I'll, I'll pick that up. And uh, as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh, shit, this is like a good idea. This is like a really good idea. And it has like progression and like you level up and you gain access to newer uh, locations and harder difficulties of ghosts. Um, if you play on professional level, the ghost is 10 times more fucking aggressive um, or at least active. So like there's way more going on. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot going on to it. It's a really fun game. Um, if you do play this game, don't don't play it in Discord. Uh, we played it for a while now, just talking Discord, because it, it, it makes sense. Why wouldn't you? This game has a system where you have a button for proximity chat or um, local chat and then global chat. Uh, the proximity uh, local chat literally works like in real life. If you walk away, you can't hear them anymore, and they'll fade out. So when you're walking around the house investigating, you know you can kind of hear where people are at, or like they'll start talking to you, and maybe you left already, and now they're alone, and they, you can't talk to each other. <laughs> but then there's the walkie-talkie when you hit the global chat, and it's like a more muted, uh, staticky walkie-talkie sound that's really immersive. Like you feel like you're actually like fucking doing an investigation, and. Uh, it's just it's just a very unique experience. It's really fun to play with a full group of people, just like uh, all getting scared together. Like they nailed it. Like like co op horror typically doesn't work. It's right. really hard to nail. But they made a game where you have this invisible actual entity. It's not just like these set pieces where the ghost is waiting for you. It's actually wandering around the map. 
and some ghosts can go through walls, some can't. So they'll travel th open through like open doors and stuff. There's so many, so many stories and so many instances in this game of things that I've seen that were just like so unique to that one fucking experience that I just love that it. it's a game that allows these kind of stories. You know, you saw a door fucking open on its own and you're just like, did someone open the door? And they're like, no, I didn't open that. And you're like, fuck. Um, <laughs> or one time, uh, the, I said the five minute thing, um, the ghosts can still be active during that time. And certain ghosts, I think demons can still do shit even during that five minute time. Demons are super aggressive. Um, but uh, there's one time we started the investigation, walked right in the fucking house. I'm very familiar with this house and walk around with my EMF reader, just looking for beeps, seeing if I get activity. And I open this bedroom. And as soon as I open the door and I turn the light on, there's just like a woman in the closet looking at me. And then she fades away. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. She was just like right there in front of me. And they're like, where? And we all came in. We started setting up. And uh, and this is this is one of the videos, too. I think it's the second video of, uh, stream is the scenario I'm talking about. But we're setting up in there. And like fucking someone like heard, heard her talking to them from the closet I saw her in. And I'm like, she likes that fucking closet. And then... um. I went out to the car or the the van and I was watching, uh, looking for orbs on the camera and I see two people in the be or bedroom, like, you know, getting everything set up, putting cameras up, all that shit. And behind them, I see like her like come out of the closet behind him and look at him. And I'm just like, she's in the room. And the guy, as I'm saying that, is like, she's in here. I can hear her. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she's right fucking behind you. <laughs> um, and so those kind of, uh, those kind of situations are just, are just really fucking dope. And there's a lot of systems to the game that are really cool too because at first we played blindly i want to go in not knowing shit about it because there's a lot of systems in place but um when when the ghost is like hunting it it attacks on so many different parameters so if you're just like hanging out in the light all the time a ghost will become more aggressive and attack you if you're in the light for too long um also if you turn on too many lights the breaker will go or uh what is it flip flip yeah and you have to go find it and turn it all back on so you have to use like very minimal lights um when you talk in the mic, no matter if you're talking in local chat, global chat, or just talking to yourself in general, the game's always listening to you. The ghost is always listening to you. And so it knows where you're at based off of your talking. If it's not in the room with you, it's not gonna hear you. But if it's like wandering through the living room and it's invisible and you're talking, it might follow you. Sometimes you'll just like look behind you with a UV light and there's a handprint on the door next to you that wasn't there a second ago. And you know it physically was there. It's not just like a thing that's set up randomly. It literally walked by. Um, yeah, I would never play this game. You no, you wouldn't, because it <laughs> fucking scares the shit out of me, and I love it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and like like I said, um, we got to a point where like uh, the ghosts start hunting, and you can just hear it fucking stomping around the room and shit. But you can't see it, and we're all in the closet together, and we're all just like not talking, just quietly sitting there in the closet listening, and you can hear it's like, doo, 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 and your heart will start uh, fucking. Uh, just going crazy like if it gets really close to you and uh then like you hear it walk off and someone's like is it still here and they're like uh, I, don't, I don't know and someone will, like crack the fucking door open looking because it's it it works off visuals but also uh by audio which is really crazy just like the spirit box and I, I have a lot to say on this game but i've been playing a shitload of it um the spirit box literally lets you communicate directly to it but you can also overdo that. So like a lot of people just throw the spirit box on and start going blah, 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 and saying their name over and over again. And I'm always like, dude, slow down. You can piss the ghost off by doing that. And sometimes you want to do that depending on the type of ghost. But sometimes you don't. Like uh, sometimes you just want to confirm that the ghost is there by going like, where are you? Where are you? And it'll go here or close, which is always creepy. Um, and then sometimes it's like attack. And I'm like, oh, fuck. 
Um, but if you repeat its name, a lot of ghosts will get pissed if you do that. And then it'll go straight up into a hunt mode. But there's also ghosts that are more shy. They wait for people who are alone. And then they like fucking take them out when they're by themselves. So they're like in stealth mode. And then the demon just goes through just wrecking people. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of crazy shit and they're adding more stuff too. I looked at the roadmap and, uh, they've, there, there's already so much to the game. Like you can walk in a room and the temperature will change when it comes in and you start seeing your breath and like, you'll see like, uh, there's a poltergeist. It like likes to throw shit around. So you go in a room and there's just shit thrown everywhere. Um, or you'll be in a room and like, you don't know the ghost is there and you're sitting in there quietly. And then you look over and a cup just goes onto the floor and you're like, it's in here. And it's like, it's, it's such a cool experience. I love it. But, uh, they're adding sound effects for when, uh, plates and cups get thrown, they'll actually shatter, which is going to be scary because they don't make, they make a tunk when they hit the ground. If they go, it's going to be scary as shit. They're adding, um, the ghosts are going to be able to talk sometimes without the spirit box. So you'll just hear them like whispering to people. Uh, I think it's also based off your sanity. Everybody has a sanity bar. It starts at a hundred. And as it goes down, you become more and more. Uh, prone to get attacked by the ghost there's sanity pills to get your sanity back up uh, you have to buy those um, so it's really smart to kind of switch people in and out of the investigation as their sanity drops because if they go into a hunt and your sanity's like at 20 percent or less you're gonna get fucking murdered um, unless it doesn't find you you can hide and won't find you sometimes but um uh, then there's crosses if you put a cross in a room it it gives you some protection on that percentage for overall in that room the ghost is less likely to attack but it still will and then smudge sticks are kind of like i always say is like almost like a flashbang um they're temporary but you light them and you throw them on the ground and it will deter a ghost but they'll burn out so um there's a lot of systems in place there um and a lot of uh a lot of really cool really cool stuff so um i think this game is going to blow up um i'm already seeing big people playing it um and it's such a unique and cool idea that, uh, and I know I went from like playing it with me and a couple friends to people I hadn't even talked about it yet. Like a couple days later, all were playing it randomly. So it's really kind of making the rounds right now. So um, I'd love to see that game um, really blow up and get supported because it's such a such a unique experience that does so many things right. Um, so yeah, Phasmophobia is really good. I've, I'm overhyping it. Not really. It's, it's just really good. You should play it. If you can handle it, some people are not going to like that game. Um, it's definitely creepy. And then lastly, I've been playing Genshin Impact. Uh, I haven't played a lot of it, but I have played it. I played it on PS4, Android, and PC. So far, I like it on PC the most. Um, I think it plays on phone really well, though. Um, way better than it should. Uh, it's really cool that I can also have that save on my PC and my phone at the same time. So if I'm like at work or something, I got like 15 minutes. Uh, you know, 30 minutes, I can, you know, do a couple things, some dailies or whatever in it. Um, and yeah, you guys might've heard about it. Obviously it's, it's all over the place right now. Um, if you don't know what it is, it is a, uh, third person action RPG gotcha game. Um, it, uh, it feels like a third person action RPG first with gotcha mechanics, uh, there. Um, it's definitely, definitely something they want you to be, uh, you know, doing, uh, to unlock new characters, but, um, it feels it feels like a legit game. Um, you know, for anybody who follows the channel, you guys know this. Anyone who might be new here, uh, welcome to the channel. Um, but uh, I'm not a mobile gamer. I don't like portable gaming uh, when it came to the portable consoles. Um, you know, I did it every once in a while, but it's, it's never been my thing. I like to 
have a screen and a controller and all that shit. Um, and with phones, it's even worse. It's way worse. Because I think a lot of games on phone don't really respect you in the sense that they're making a game for you. They're making a service that has game mechanics in it to hope that you'll just start giving them money. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can do that if you want. But um, I, I need I need like a fucking game. I need like a robust actual game to play. I, I don't, I don't want to sit there and click through menus and wait for things to unlock and roll the dice and all sorts of dumb shit to get things. Um, so Genshin Impact feels like a fucking game. It's really neat. Um, it reminds me of uh, Breath of the Wild. That's one thing everybody keeps talking about. It's, it's like a it's light a, version. It's a big open world. You can run around with multiple characters. You can switch in and out of. It's pretty much how the combat works. Um, that's kind of the gotcha mechanic of it is you unlock new characters. Those become uh, essentially part of your build of, uh, of characters you have in your party. And you switch between them, use their elements for different situations, um, run around, you can climb up stuff, which I appreciate. I think uh, that more and more games are doing this is great. I love the idea of climbing up the cliffside and having your stamina and going like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Gliding is that way too. Um, yeah, glide. you can glide around in it. It's got a lot of really cool third-person action RPG mechanics in it while also having, um, I think, uh, respectable uh, gotcha mechanics. Um, you can get the in-game currency for pl- or while playing the game, which I think is a fair way to do it. Um, but obviously, they're hoping you'll spend money uh, to um, unlock things as well. Um, also, to my knowledge, um, a lot of gotcha games will give you incentives to do the, the 10 pulls mm-hmm. by getting a plus one. This game does not. So single polling is the same odds as doing a 10 poll. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Hmm. So another fair thing. I saw three different people on Twitter today go like, this is how free-to-play games should be. And I'm like, that's good to hear because I, I, I'm not that far in it. I've played it for a couple hours, but I'm not that far. So you're definitely going to be well, well more... Um, I'm closing uh, on 20 right now. Familiar with the game, yeah, and have a you know, more robust opinion on it. But um, just from the, you know, the little bit I have played of it... Um, I think it's it's a pretty cool game. I think it's a really good idea. I'm very impressed it plays on mobile as well as it does. It looks really clean on there. It looks great on PC. It's in this weird middle section of being like a AAA game. It's not, but it's close. And kind of like an indie game. Um, it's it's in this middle ground. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. It's got multiplayer. Um, you're able to play with up to, I believe, three or four people. It's four player. Yeah, um, but what I was reading, it said that if you play with one other person, you both get two of your characters, and then if you play with three people, the person hosting gets two characters, and the two people who join you get one character piece. And I think with four player, everybody just gets one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that's really cool. I love that you can play with people. I haven't done it yet. I want to. Um, the only thing that sucks is PS4 is on its own. Uh, it does not have cross plays. It cross plays, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't have cross save. That's why I'm not humoring it. But it's cool because anyone we know who's playing on PS4 needs to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really did not want to invest time on the PS4 if I can't. If if I can cross save between two things, I want to play in that ecosystem, not on the PS4. It doesn't sure make sense Switch for me. Which version's coming out too, and that'll probably support the cross save more than Sony will. So yeah, yeah, which is cool. Is Xbox getting it? Probably not. <laughs> I don't get it, man. <laughs> but there's like, we well, yeah, have those, so fuck you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, I'm digging it. I need to play it more. Um, I'm not like in love with it, but uh, but um, I think it's a really good uh, example of how you can do a free-to-play 
like this changes my my whole perception of mobile games. This feels like an actual fucking video game, and that's so nice. And it's not overly cluttered with crazy menus and stupid fucking. Every time you log in, there's like a thousand things you got to click on that's saying like, check this, check this. Oh, here's some shit you're not going to use, but we're going to give it to you for fucking logging in today. The UI super clean. It's yeah. it, it feels like a video game. Yeah. It's it's nice. It fucking it just feels like a video game, and uh, and that's what I like about it. So I will continue to play it. I will uh, try to do the. Uh, co-op with people because i'm curious about that and uh yeah i'll throw the ball to you because uh you've also been playing genshin impact okay well i'll just start with that then um i've been playing uh especially since it came out a lot of genshin impact um not the same level as a lot of people i'm seeing uh like i caught a stream earlier today and they were getting close to 40 <laughs> so like um but they probably also have like planned out how to level as for i'm just kind of playing um some of my levels have been quick some took forever just because i wasn't doing objectives that were giving me exp essentially so um overall i agree with everything you said it is a game that has gotcha mechanics in it which i think is an important distinction because a lot of gotcha games are gotcha mechanics that have game stuff in it i have found a lot more that have a good balance of the two or even in a lot of cases, the combat's fun enough that like I can ignore um, the gotcha mechanics as long as the game isn't like okay, spend money because that's usually the part where I'm like okay, I'm done. Um, I don't mind spending the money. As anyone who's been on you know the channel long enough knows, I don't have an issue supporting. Seth can probably you know attest to that for himself as well. Um, but when you start making me feel like I have to, then I'm like okay, nope. I was fine with supporting you, but now you're um, essentially uh, asking for handouts. And I don't be be welcoming, make yeah. me comfortable, make me fucking enjoy myself, and make me want to support you versus being predatory mm. and trying to find ways to uh, nudge me into doing something or really forcing, encouraging. Hey, you should really like. You could do that, but it's gonna it's gonna take you a thousand hours. So you could give us like five bucks right now. And get you know some of that right now, or maybe ten bucks, twenty bucks. It's just twenty bucks the one time. And some some of them are pretty bad, but they have like hundred, two hundred dollar packages, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. But there are oh, there's people there, like there are whales, yep. um, and that's who they're counting on for that stuff. I mean, even this game, um, I feel it's pretty like fair in its current state. We'll see what the future holds because these kind of games can like morph over time pretty easily. But uh, every character I've played, even the ones that people, you know, uh, troll on, like uh, Amber, well, no one likes her for some reason, I, I still think she's a completely playable character, and you can do all the content um, so far with every character I've unlocked and stuff like that. Even when it we go into a dungeon, it'll suggest, like, elements to bring with you. I'll bring them just in case, because I'm still, like, learning like, as I'm going and stuff like that with this, but... I'll still end up playing like with one to two characters through most of the dungeon, and then I'm not actually using the ones they've suggested. So I think they're mostly doing that. If you want the easiest way through, these are the suggestions, but you can definitely power your way through, which I've been doing a lot with this game. Um, it has a really big map, and it is set up in a way that it's really easy for them to expand upon. So I could see this map getting really big, really quick with updates. Um, 
And yeah, uh, they are really good about giving you decent equipment and characters in game too. Um, the rarity spectrum is one to five stars. I don't know if they give you any five stars, but they give you plenty of options to get four star stuff in the game, which is plenty powerful. So like all you have to do is play. Um, the other thing I really enjoy about it is like while you're wandering, there's just constantly something to do. Yeah. There's a lot of shit on the map. Puzzle here, treasure chest, random chest over there protected by a group of monsters. There's a, a challenge over there. You have to glide through a bunch of rings within a minute, you know, type thing. And everything rewards you constantly, constantly. The game does not want you to shut it off and really succeeds at that. Um, which you can consider a good or bad thing as for someone who's just trying to sit down and like mindlessly play a game. I think it's a great thing to be constantly engaged with it. But I also, I never feel like I can't shut it off when I'm done though. Like when we were getting ready to film, I was playing and you were like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, all right. And I just shut it off. Yeah. Right. Cause there's no, it's not like I'm, I'm raiding in final fantasy 14. I'm like, I literally can't stop right now. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> like, so um, I'm having a blast with it. Um, I, I think the design's really good. It's a clean looking game. Voice acting is pretty mad, but I mean like it's completely tolerable. Um, the emergency food source that follows you around is probably the most annoying thing. She's very much the navvy of the game, but, uh, Fortunately, you don't deal with her too much later. So apparently, that game is the biggest Chinese international release of any game ever. I believe it. I, it's literally everywhere right now. Yeah. It's crazy. And that company's based out of Shanghai, I believe. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I look forward to what they do with it because the biggest complaint I've heard is the co-op is kind of shallow. So hopefully, they can expand on that, and make that a little more fun. Um, and yeah, I'm just. It's too early to like. Be like, ah, oh, it's an amazing game, but it is fun. It's free. I, I totally recommend people try it. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's free. Fucking try it. Yeah, and the you don't have to spend money. Like plain and simple. It, I've not put it to the point where the game is like, okay, you could do this better if you had better stuff, and it just totally has not happened. So I haven't felt like I need to spend money yet. Yeah, I I've been looking for ways to spend money. I haven't done it yet, but I was like looking at the shop, like, what can I buy? Any gotcha game I like, I go ahead and usually toss them like a couple bucks. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went ahead and I spent 30 cause I feel like I'm going to get $30 at gameplay out of it. Um, which I think, is I think fair. you already have. Yeah. Which I think is fair. You um, playing the game fucking nonstop. I'm not going to whale, you know, any gotcha game minus one that I played a lot. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just not trying to do that. Just I'm playing too many of them right now anyway. So, um, to move past this game, I also to go, you know, follow up with what Chris said about Final Fantasy 14. I didn't play a lot this last week. Uh, there's a content patch coming out real soon, so I'm kind of just taking the opportunity to play other things before I live in that game again. So um, Solid plan. Yeah. Um, so I, I logged in for Raid Night. We cleared the, the, the fight, and it felt so good because even though we, we technically haven't put a lot of time into it, we only can raid once a night for like a couple hours. So it feels like it's been a long time. Um so it felt really good to get that clear. Um, hopefully we can continue clearing it now. That is not obviously completely up to us that we do have to bring, bring randoms with us, but um, it was nice. The two people we brought, they were completely capable. So, um, Yeah, what else? I played a little bit. I, I might have mentioned this last time, so I'm going to keep it short in just case I did. I bought and played uh, Atelier Ryza. Um, that game is very fun. Another game is really easy to get sidetracked in, though, and just, like, 
wander the world. So I have to be careful with that game and try to like keep myself on focus and moving forward. Cause I've before buying it, I watched a bunch of reviews and people have said, you can get through this game pretty quickly. You can also live in it. I was like, okay, I'm going to try not to do the second one. Cause I'll never beat it. <laughs> yeah. People, people fucking love that game. Yeah. So, um, so far I'm enjoying it though. And, um, I, I like that. I can just kind of sit back in my chair and play like, a JRPG with a controller on my computer. I don't know. It's just a, it's a good change of pace compared to a lot of stuff I play on my computer. Yeah. And then uh, what's the other game? Oh, I didn't buy another game. I played some No Man's Sky. I want to play more, but I, I re- also played No Man's Sky. Yeah, I really want to play with people, but someone has to unlock the co-op missions for that to be more than just exploring together. So we'll see. How do you, how do, you do that? You have to buy a space station, and oh, then God damn. and then one of the rooms is a co-op mission room. Hmm. I, I have it on my. I my I know at least four people who want to play. It's eight player too. We should just like do it one night, plan it out, and actually just do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, it has been mostly Genshin Impact though in my free time. So. Which is a rousing endorsement. Make sure to download it now and get 5,000 V-Bucks free. But there's discounted polls for the first two big polls right now. So so you're telling me I should spend money on um, those discounted I, I polls? I think you should definitely do the discounted polls because they're technically cheaper than a single poll at that point. So hmm. I'll have to look into that. Anything else? Anything else, Chris? All right. Let us know in the comments what do you guys think about Genshin Impact. And other games that we talked about. What have you guys been playing? Have you played Phasmophobia? Are you fucking? Are you liking that game? Are you scared of shit playing it? Um, I haven't played it. I'm scared already. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Everyone I play with at some points yelling, um, which I love. Uh, Cody is really funny because he was being very efficient at doing what he needed to do while yelling. He's like, ah! just like freaking out. He's like under stress, taking pictures and stuff. He's like, I got it, I got it. And he's still like, ah! like freaking out. And uh, that's awesome. I was like, that's that's cool. The fucking you're still just nailing it. He's getting a lot of pictures. Um, I was about to start talking about the game. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's know uh, everything that you're playing, uh, what games we'd recommend. And uh, yeah, let us know everything about in the comments below. All right. Uh, as you guys know already, Monster Hunter Rise was announced and there's already been some video for it. And out of TGS 2020, there was actually uh, quite a bit of footage that was shown. There's like a 42 minute video out there. There's a 20 minute video on IGN, all this stuff. Well, uh Gaijin Hunter uh, has done a video uh, with a lot of that footage talking about the game mechanics, uh, explaining what they do. And we already have kind of a loose interpretation of how this works anyway. This video is going to go through. It's going to talk about specifically how they work so we can get uh, or at least figure out if you know we got it or if there's some info there that we might not know. Uh, so we're going to watch this, talk about what we think about it. And uh, yeah, before we watch this, anything you guys want to say before uh, we watch it? It's hard to really say anything really any uh, that's surprising. I mean, I'm you know looking forward to the game, going to be picking it up. Yeah, this is I don't want to say unnecessary, but uh, it it's for fun, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just giving us content to watch when it comes to Monster and Rise because yeah. there's not a person right here that's not going to pick this up when it for comes sure. Out. So um, I hate it. I'm not going to touch it. 
worst games ever. You know, I've <laughs> I've I've been on the fence on this one. You know, it's just this one. For some reason, I'm like, is that really Monster Hunter? I don't know. Maybe I I'm not gonna pick that up. Maybe I have to watch it's this. the vertical running doggos. Yeah, the doggos. I just can't have the doggos. I just don't like ninja running up walls, and so like uh, I just have a real strong opinion about that. So I just don't. Maybe this will sell me on it. How dare it not be World Two? There's actually a lot of people who are upset about this game, which I think is kind of interesting because um, it's a Switch game, and I'm like, that's fine. It's a brand new Monster Hunter. What are you upset about? Exclusivity. Um, yeah. So we're gonna watch this and uh, discuss it. Uh, also, one thing I want to add too: they could literally not show me anything on this game. I'm gonna buy it. Same. Yeah. Like as soon as like Monster Hunter Rise is coming out, I'm like, okay, sold. Yep. <laughs> release it. Yep. Just release it. I'll buy it. Don't worry about it's, it. It's that meme. Monster Hunter. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I agree with it. Uh, it's that old one with the guys on the couch or whatever, and then they they look like unimpressed, and you say some part of it, and then you finish, and they all look excited. So, mm. so. I feel it. All right, uh, you got it ready, Chris? Yes. All right, uh, start in three, two, one, and go. Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter. There's been an explosion of details around Monster Hunter Rise and the 43 explosion. minutes of gameplay footage that they showed at Tokyo Game Show. In this Whoa. video, I want to rearrange the information that in a way crazy that makes looking. it easier to follow. Chunker. First and most important is the wire bug, the main new feature of Monster Hunter Rise, and this feature fundamentally changes both Ninja exploration shit. and hunting. You get two wire bugs in the game, but you can collect a third wire bug in the map that you can use for the remainder of the hunt. Very cool. Wire bugs are deployed using the ZR button, and when sheathed, there are three major actions that you can do. Oh, I love it. First, you can do an upward thrust. We can see this in the trailers. I enjoy playing insect glaive, so like the idea of having even more mobility. I'm just like, fuck yeah. To Monster Hunter. Yeah, something I have to warm this up to. This will use up one gauge, and like outside that, of so. battle with your weapon away, it seems to recharge in just about six seconds. Oh, damn. Around the map, there are also special plants that you can but use But that's good, you can't just be Spider-Man. ...for a single explosive <laughs> jump Whoa. to get up to a higher Oh, that's cool. The second motion you can do is a forward thrust. This will fling your hunter forward fast and can be done both on the ground and in the air. Okay. We can see the forward thrust used in the trailers both outside and during combat and during battles Bam. it seems to open up new paths. It just doesn't seem right combos. flying in there with that weapon. The final wire <laughs> motion doesn't require any gauge at all and appears to be something that you can do only while you're in the I air. I think you can just hang from it. It summons the wire bug and lets you just hang out for bug. a few seconds. That's a buff yeah. ass bug. It's a thick boy. As long as the momentum has you swing. Like, I got you. Once the swing is naturally gone, your hunter will drop down or you can jump off in any direction. I love the animations. From yeah, the wire well bugs done. are used for traversal around the maps, so when combined with the ability to scale any wall or slope, means that you can go anywhere you can see. The wire bugs also integrate into combat as well. Blam. Outside using that upward thrust he to do aerial attacks him. and the forward thrust to open up new combo paths, each weapon has a variety of special wire bug arts <laughs> that pull off. Some requiring whoa, whoa. one gauge and some requiring two. The rate in which the bug gauge will recharge after the skill is different depending on both the attack and the weapon. Using the wire bug is going to be a major strategic part of combat in Monster Hunter. Yeah, Rise. it seems like you're going to be using example, it constantly. If you get knocked down by yeah. a monster and you have gauge available, <laughs> you can use the wire like bug to instantly <laughs> escape that situation. Oh, nice, nice. Or you can simply move around and avoid attacks. Or if you have an opening, you can use the wire bug skills to really do some punishing damage. 
how you balance these Scary's just out there with two dogs. Like, like he was off in the distance, and, and the dogs are still there barking at it. It's like, goddamn. This is a hunt. And the best moves from Iceborne, but put them in the game where they're more balanced. For example, the helm splitter for the longsword is now a wire art, so you can't just do it over and over again. Okay. Or even Interesting. Stuff like the adept counter for dual blades is also a wire art as well. So you still have access to these powerful moves, but you got to think a little bit more about timing and when you want to use them. So this is genius and feels almost like Hunter Styles. I think we're going to see lots of different ways that different people will approach each weapon. And that is exciting. Now, moving on to exploration, there's a new concept called the sub area, which is these dark colored areas on the map. Here you can find useful endemic life, sometimes behind breakable objects. And these now function more like slinger ammo and that you'll collect the endemic life and you can use them later for various effects. Hmm. Or you can collect temporary buffs from these awesome birds That's that weird. are all over the map. The green bird raises your max health by a little bit. The yellow bird raises your stamina max limit. The orange raises your defense, and the red one will raise your attack. So where to ride a dog? The game dog. will still have temporary boost items. This big. is just one more way to buff up. It's like the same size as you. Have fun finding routes <laughs> to monsters that bring them through these areas to collect buffs on the way there. Large monsters cannot enter sub areas, so this essentially brings back that idea of running away to another gotcha. area to heal up or collect yourself if you're overwhelmed during a hunt. There are hidden parts of each map and areas with lots of buffs to collect. So exploring the maps is not just fun, but functional as well. If you go into a hunt with a Palico and not a Palamute, you can just scale over cliffs and these type of sub areas to get to the monsters while the other hunters ride around using their Palamutes. I love how well this balances the game. Hmm. Speaking about Palamutes, the second main feature of this game is the addition of this new companion. Yes, you can interact uh. and play with your companions in this game. Although oh yeah. No actual effect on the yes. gameplay. You can bring two companions into a hunt, uh, be it two Palamutes, no way two Palicos, one or each. one of each. Right? Online with other players, you'll be able to choose one. You can use a new action panel to do quick actions with your companions, such as calling them over so that you can ride on them. Or you can just hold A when you're close to the Palamute to ride it as well. When riding a Palamute, you can freely move around, dash, or even jump. So where are Palicos are kind of right humanoid, you can jump on top and of Palamutes it. are just as dogs. As far as traversing is concerned, you won't yeah. use any stamina while you ride on them. <laughs> Then you can sharpen your weapon or use consumables like potions, rations, or might yep, seeds yep. while riding around on your friends. If a cliff has vines, you can run up it with the dog. If not, you could just use the wire bug and it will magically follow behind you. It just seems like they took the system in battle, from Palamutes world will generally where you can attack the monster taxi and damage. on one. They mm -hmm. run out of health and disappear mm -hmm. while they go back to recover and then they will return. Basically, the Raider Riders. The Palicos work. Yeah. We saw in the gameplay that the Palicos have attacks like Mega Boomerangs. So it makes sense that the Palamutes in general, why they are aggressive attack companions, they'll have other skills to use as well. The structure of the hunt. When you start a hunt, you'll have an owl which you'll send out and it will mark the map with all the monsters in the area. The paintball item is removed from this game and there's no need for scout bugs as okay. well. Just like Iceborne, you have a camp where you can access your item box to swap out items, the companion board to swap in and out Palicos and Palamutes, and the equipment box to change out your weapon and gear, as well as the ability to eat. That's a really nice feature to swap your gear as you're out in the middle of the field. Details, there does appear to be a secondary camp on the map, so I'll just assume that you'll be able to warp between the two. A quick note on item restocking. I've had a change of opinion on this topic. I never thought about it too deeply, but I used to feel that I had many great hunting memories, and those were when I was running out of potions, and I loved the tension that it gave the hunts. So I've kind of had this position that I felt it would be nice if the infinite item restock was not included in this game. 
I'm happy to admit I was wrong and I agree that the pros heavily outweigh the cons here. And ultimately it's an optional feature and the game isn't balanced in a way that, that assumes that you don't have to abuse it. No, Abusing restock hmm. may be possible, Someone but there are tons of other cheese tactics available in Monster Talking Hunter. About changing their and opinion just because on it can be used as yeah. a crutch, it doesn't <laughs> mean that it's general. a bad mechanic. The ability to have more gunner ammo, access items should you decide to take on a secondary right. target, and just restock if you cart is more about player friendliness. As long as the monsters are fast and hit hard, that's where the difficulty will come yeah. into play. Yeah. Speaking about items, what the is that is gone when you have is a, that a raccoon? Now Looks like it. Well play with his gut. The item is consumed immediately, and you get a heal, and then that extra back half as He's you walk chilling. the remainder. I'm personally very happy to see this change is back, and I think it'd be fun if they included the flex as a gesture, just as a nice callout. UI. Lastly, the thing I want to cover is the UI, and there's some great elements here. First, damage display is back, which I, I hate absolutely that it's just adored. a picture. Yeah. And the color right. seems to be more pronounced in this game as they're designing the UI to be readable in portable mode on the Switch or Switch Lite. Let's look at the player HUD. First, we can see the health and stamina gauge now both show the current max value and also the potential max value. The sharpness gauge now shows all the sharpness of the weapon as well as the current sharpness, which is fabulous. Yeah, kind of wish they did that in the last one. Right, all have a special ink yeah, it's definitely a throwback to the older to ones. This game is heavily Japanese themed. The quest objective is now shown on the left side of the screen. The map is on the lower left and can be zoomed in on. And I love this map, as you can clearly see where the hunting areas and the sub areas yeah, they, are, they spent where the monsters are, and where they're going to, to move to. And the area numbers online will make communication much easier. It's a large map, but with fast travel options, I think it'll feel just at home. A perfect middle ground between the older games and Monster Hunter World. And then there's the addition of the action panel for your companions, which I covered earlier in this video. The item panel we know and love. And they also brought back the radial menu. A good way of thinking of Rise is that this is Monster Hunter World as a mechanical base, but with the flashiness of Monster Hunter Generations and a unique splash of features new to Rise. Yeah. They did mention that you can tone down or even disable your hunter speaking during the hunt if that is your preference. Oh, last hmm. and not least, yes, that is blood. Overall, I think that covers most of what we saw. Monster Hunter Rise is essentially Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate combined into one. It takes the very best of both generations and mixes them together in a unique way. I'll say the how fluid the game plays the is game definitely Monster Hunter as well as it does yeah, on a machine sure. that, that engine. It just it does not play like the older games. I do hope you guys enjoyed it's my cool to have all these new features, ideas, though, and if you missed the presentation, like I did game. upload a video where I translated the Japanese-only portion, which was 21 minutes of longsword footage. It's really impressive they're making Camp this just while just keeping Monster Hunter World fucking relevant. For sure, they said they'll find ways to show us off making the rest this whole of the last game as they go forward, and no, they did not cut out any weapons, so don't worry about that. Let me know down in the comments below what you guys thought of the coverage at Tokyo Game Show, what you thought of the new trailers and the gameplay demonstrations. And if you're as hyped as I am, like this is literally the Monster Hunter of my dreams so far. And I can't wait to learn more about it, especially the Hubtown and its features. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. And until next time, happy hunting. I did. I enjoyed it. And I want to throw that shout out. Obviously, he's not a small YouTube channel, but that's Gaijin Hunter. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to go check him out because we did just kind of react to his video. So I want to at least make sure it's very clear whose video that is. It's Gaijin Hunter. Um... All right, what do we think? Um, so one thing he kind of brought up where it's like this this marriage between world and generations. Um, 
I think obviously the more you know we see it played too, it's very apparent that that is obviously the thing. And I kind of, I kind of uh, enjoy that they're kind of taking that step back um, with a lot of the themes and stuff like that too, because there's a lot of Monster Hunter fans that are just kind of like used to that Monster Hunter anyways. And then World came out obviously was is is a great game mm-hmm. and was able to bring a, a, a larger audience to Monster Hunter. This allows those people to come get a taste of of old monster hunter in a way while also letting people who like some of those older monster hunter things still get a, um, get some of that back essentially. Yeah. I think cause world is very much a very serious tone game in comparison. Not that monster hunters aren't like necessarily serious games, but they're, they're very quirky. Um, especially a lot of the older ones. And, uh, this one I think is, is doing a very good job of, of marrying the two ideas. Um, and I think it being on a Nintendo console is really, uh, kind of at home in that. Not that it couldn't be on other things, but it, it just kind of makes sense too in that regard. So, yeah. um, other than that, I mean, I, I'm really, um, I'm excited to play it. I, I have generations. I enjoyed playing it a little bit, but I was late to it and world came out and I got kind of spoiled to the way world yeah, plays. I, same thing happened to me. So. I have, I have generations. I've barely played it. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I, <clears throat> Like we kind of said at the beginning, I didn't really need to be sold. Um, there was some stuff there, obviously, that was nice to hear. And a lot of it is already visually represented. It's just nice to to kind of have someone else kind of like say these things. Like I kind of figured that's how the, the UI up top was with the health and the, mm. the stamina and stuff is nice to hear that as well. I do like the sharpness gauge having uh, two meanings there instead of just the one. And I um, always appreciate when someone can make a mini map that isn't garbage. So, oh yeah, no. One of the most frustrating things in a fucking game is if you have a mini map and uh, it's just like useless. Mm-hmm. It's just like essentially showing you. You should go west. Okay, is it up high or is it down low? I don't know. Go find it. Okay. Why are you even here? Yeah. I'd rather just play a game where someone, an NPC, goes. If you go out west and there's a sign, you take a left there, and then next to this town, I'd rather do that than fucking look at a map and go, I, this thing's making this harder. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, nice clean map. I agree. Chris? I think Chevy covered it pretty well. It's a really good marriage of what we've seen so far of older Monster Hunter and the Monster Hunter world. So it's like he's it's got that nice UI look of like older Monster Hunters, which is really informative and really like clean looking. But it seems like it has the gameplay of Monster Hunter World, which is what most, even myself, I'm really used to that now. I've, yeah. Like you guys said, I tried playing Generations. I still play like a little bit every night, like a hunt here or there, and it still feels, it's so different. It's so stiff in comparison to World. Um, so it looks like it's just a really good marriage of the two games. They did such a good job with the way World plays. Well, everything about World. Um, they did such mm-hmm. a good job with that uh even though some of the older stuff I do have the nostalgia of going like oh, I I miss, you know, the stiffer uh animations and combat is a little more stiff in in place and like um uh just the systems and stuff like that. Uh Monster Hunter World's so well made and so such a joy to play that it's really kind of hard to think about going back. I know purists out there might not like that. I've seen some people kind of complaining that uh, we're not getting an old school Monster Hunter uh, with this game. Um, But uh, again, like what you guys have been saying, um, it's going to play like Monster Hunter World, it seems. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, it's on the same engine. It makes sense. All the movements look similar. But um, in the way it plays and stuff like that. But uh, it seems like, you know, with the UI and with um, uh, some of the more interesting ideas they're throwing into this they're getting experimental with it uh, i think monster Hunter world 
wasn't safe, but it they just did what they needed to do to make the game awesome, and they nailed it. And then later they added a couple things. Um, with this, you know, they're introducing some brand new things like the bug wire, which I think looks fucking dope as shit. Um, and uh, those kind of ideas kind of reminds me of generations. Won't we'll be able to climb on everything. Yeah, yeah. Like um, which I really, I really like because um, you know a lot of the monster hunters have had different things that they've added. Uh, that feel different and unique to each other, but also Monster Hunter World is so fucking good that if you're not going to give us Monster Hunter World 2, which they will, of course they will eventually, uh, if you're going to make another game on the side, make it feel different while also making it feel similar, and that's exactly what they're doing here. Like, when I buy this game, I'm not buying a lesser Monster Hunter World. For sure. I'm buying a different experience with a different map and different aesthetic and different new uh, controls and and mechanics and stuff like that. And so it's a, a brand new, different game. For sure. And, I mean, uh, especially because, like... It's not just something they could have just added to Monster Hunter World. Right. Which would have been fine, too. Right. This is a whole new thing. Well, so. there are things that people wanted, like, because, you know, they kept adding these Monster Hunter Worlds. People were like, well, it'd be cool if they added this and this. this. And one of those things was, like, styles, right? Um, or stances or whatever it was from, from Generations. And this one, uh, it seems like he... And he said it in the video as well, but, like, that they found a way to kind of, like, incorporate some of that feel of, of, of that system into this game without necessarily being that system, which yeah. um, I thought was also very neat in Generations. Um, and then hopefully, you know, obviously this game will get, at the very least, the full like year of support. Like, they, they're usually really good about so. They've always been good about that, but Monster World was just like, knock it out of the fucking park. Got an expansion that's amazing. Got fucking so much content mm-hmm. added to that game. It's a big game. Like, that's not even like, Capcom doing good for Capcom or Monster Hunter doing good for Monster Hunter. It's like, that's the fucking what everybody, if they really want to fucking like give back to their community, that's what you do. Yeah. That's the blueprint. That's CD Projekt Red territory. Like fucking, uh, you know, it's 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 a rare thing, but, you know, I'll never not appreciate that. Mm. The amount of work they put into Monster Hunter World, it's just fucking awesome. I think something else we're going to see too with this game because it can be a little less or a little more relaxed on, uh, on being... Um, completely serious in tone or, or whatever um and being more like the old, older ones is like the weapons can get real crazy looking again hopefully um i know yeah, that was that'd a be, constant complaint with World that'd be a huge so. boon to this game if they correct that one thing that i think has been a pretty common complaint about it yeah yeah i really need like if i get this weapon from this monster's parts i want it to look like i got it from that monster and not that i got an iron sword version two and i slap some red scales on the the hilt yeah you know what i mean so yeah. well some of the clips i, I was when looking at them i could see the different variances from weapons from older games like uh there's a there's a long sword to the show in one of the clips where it's a big club that you get from fighting the bear um and it's just it's very unique looking so i think that is very much so going to be part of this they're going to go back to that old weapon variances based on monsters yeah, I hope so. It, it'd be really hard to deal with Monster Hunter World because you have to go back and change so much. But starting from mm-hmm. the ground up, I feel like they could just go, okay, we're going to start with that in mind. Yeah. And they've done it in the past. So it's not even like they have to change things the way people want it. There's like, oh, we kind of, that's the one thing we kind of like, we're a little relaxed on that we could have done better on. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think a lot of that does come down to the fact that they were going for in their own way, a more realistic tone of the game. So instead of having these like really crazy, ridiculous weapons, and they did have some, but um, I think they were trying to keep them kind of grounded. Well, and just like, um, fuck, I think it was Gran Turismo 6, 
they got so ambitious with the, with the amount of cars in the game that they weren't they didn't have the time to do the interiors except for on the premium nice ass cars and all the other cars had like this generic interior and mm. people really hated it and like they went back and changed that i feel like monster Hunter world was such a big ambitious project and the first time they were like bringing it this big that maybe it was easier for them, not even maybe, it was easier for them to just kind of build off the skeleton of the same weapon over and over mm-hmm. again. And in that way, you're getting less diverse weapon models. Yeah. Um, which I get on a developer standpoint, but, um, uh, you know, people were displeased with that. So it, it makes sense to maybe put the extra work in from the ground up from the beginning to do that, what they've done already in prior games. For sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about the bugware and how it seems to be? very much part of the game it's not going to be something you're going to i mean like people are gonna choose to use it but i feel like it really seems like there's moves attached to the bug wire to get your full fucking uh get the full experience of your weapon you're gonna have to use it well i think it's gonna be the same thing as like the um like the clutch claw or whatever and the uh clutch uh, claw i can't think of what was before that anyways um it's something that like you know, for me, I'm going to be kind of hesitant on it first because, like, I typically just, like, in the mindset, I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to start fighting, right? Um, I don't really think about the tool aspects so much until I'm more comfortable with, like, playing the class I'm playing. And then I start getting a little experimental with that stuff. So I, I feel like the same thing's going to happen here. I'm going to be, like, mostly on the ground just swinging a weapon mm. until I'm comfortable. And then I'll start experimenting with flinging myself around. So... Yeah, I'm excited to use it just because, like I said, I'm, I'm a really big fan of the Insect Glaive. And uh, you already are doing a lot of like aerial shit anyway. Um, and so to just have an extra uh, bit of that, um, I'm kind of curious on what moves will translate from um, the bug wire to the Insect Glaive. Because, um, yeah, the idea of just more ways to stay in the air, I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> so, and then running up walls, like I'm just not going to be touching the ground. I'm be playing fucking the floor's lava while I'm playing this game. Pretty much, hopping on couches and shit. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, the, from the footage that I've seen, I, I would say that this is going to be a very high mobility based monster hunter. Like, it's going to be the key focus of like being able to move around quickly is going to be determine how well you can take down monsters, how fast you can take them down. I mean, you can you like any monster hunter, you can play it. Like the old school, you don't have to be super mobile, but it's going to be a great advantage if you use that mobility. And just like even just recovering and being able to fucking zip across the map to get away from things is going to be so nice. It's going to be so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then you guys said you want to do uh, Palico and Palamute. Yeah, though in multiplayer, you only can bring one. So yeah. um, I'm definitely a little more interested and the Palamute, just because it's new. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, whichever one ends up actually just being more practical for me, um, that'll be my main at that point. So Yeah, if I'm playing solo, it's going to be hard to... I mean, I'll, I'll experiment with all of it, but uh, it's going to be hard to not have a Palico and a Palamute because yeah. they're so different. They just have like a, like a full party. To, it's really going to come down to what they each can do, what they bring to the table. Because yeah. um, I know like in Generations, the Palicos had like 10 different... like types of palicos there were like the bombing ones and there was support ones and the tank ones and the frenzy ones and it really depends on what these palicos and palamutes are going to bring to our table yeah for sure yeah anything else no i mean i'm just 
mostly just excited for them to be making another monster hunter in general, but just, uh, kind of going back to their, their roots a little bit in, in, in design philosophy and stuff like that. And, uh, and being experimental because one thing I think monster hunter has been really good about over the years, even in like its main number series, um, is adding features and being experimental. And I think that really makes it, uh, a good way to look forward to the next monster hunter. Cause it's not just going to be the same because otherwise you just do a world uh, did and you just keep adding stuff to it. Right. There's no point in releasing another game because people are going to get burnt out. Them. Uh, if you add new stuff for people to do, which has been a bit of a lost art in modern gaming, I uh, hate to say definitely more common in like older gaming where people like kind of crazy ideas for their sequels and stuff like that. So, uh, people play it very safe now. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see it. This, uh, it, it's interesting because Monster Hunter World has just put out their last, uh, you know, chunk of content. And this game looks pretty fucking done um, and will come out sooner than later. So um, that just tells me that they've just, fr- except for the support of this game, which I don't think will be as robust as Monster Hunter World, but it might be, which would be cool. Um, I think they're probably working on the next Monster Hunter World. Now they're going to be freeing up all the resources. I also feel like they made a lot of money off Monster Hunter World. <laughs> and uh, Capcom's probably just like, what resources you need, you got it. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because, yeah, it seems like they're, you know, this just came out, but it's pretty much almost done, it looks like. It looks yeah. pretty fucking finished. So, like, you know, with those two projects being over, what are they doing now? Probably work on another Monster Hunter. And yeah. because Monster Hunter World did so good and they supported for so long, you know, I think it's time that, you know, uh, they can add a new or make a new one and add something new to this one that is because you could have just kept supporting Monster Hunter World if you weren't going to add new mechanics yeah. um, and yeah. nobody would complain. Going to get next gen with ray tracing and stuff. Monster Hunter World be sick because Monster Hunter World's a good looking game. Yeah, so that's not something I used to be able to say back in the day, but Monster Hunter World is a very good looking game. So um, they're good looking in their own way. No, they're charming. <laughs> I like the way I like the way it looks. It's like I like the way PSO looks and, and PSU right, and shit. Right. Um, but uh, graphically, on a technical level, I like the way EDF looks, and it looks like shit. But I love the way it looks. It's so fun. Um, yeah, it's dope. Um, yeah. Anything else? Monster Hunter. Let's know in the comments. What do you guys think about the mechanics uh, that they talked about? Gaijin Hunter. Uh, which ones look um, interesting to you? What do you think about the bug wire? What do you think about the palamutes? Uh, what are you going to do if you play by yourself? Palamute, 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 palico, palico, palico. Uh, what setup do you think sounds the best? Um, are you excited for this game? Are you not excited for this game? What do you think about the exclusivity of this game coming out on Switch? Do you have any issues with that? I know that's been a uh, point of contention I've seen on Twitter quite a bit lately, um, only recently. And um, are you going to pick it up? Uh, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Uh, it's that time again where we read your guys' comments and we respond to them. Uh, if you'd like for us to do this with your comment, for sure, make sure to type in hashtag STLG on your comment. Otherwise, I pick at random, which I will be doing right now. Um, so no pressure. But if you're like, man, I'd really like them to respond to my stuff, hashtag STLG on your comment anywhere. And uh, I will pick it because I go through these comments. Although I got to be, be real with you guys. We've been getting like pretty regular amounts of really good comments, really fucking thorough, awesome comments. And I love all the comments you guys send. Um, it's become kind of difficult with my schedule to, to respond to all of them. So a lot of times I might give you a short answer. I might just make sure to hit the heart button on it. I read it. I liked it. 
and uh, I try and you know the ones that that really kind of bring the idea of a conversation. I try and I try and pick those ones unless you guys put hashtag STLG, just because I feel like in the nature of this channel, it's about the conversation, and I and I like uh, you know having that. Even though sometimes you guys send some funny stuff too, and I like to just read those. So. Um, yeah, so let's just jump in. Uh, we did an episode where we talked about Microsoft and the huge news of them buying Bethesda, which is gigantic. And then uh, Blizzard co-founder uh, creating Dreamhaven. Ha- uh, um, we had a discussion there, and we got a comment from, I want to make sure this is all on screen, uh, Minute Repeater uh, saying, uh, in reference to how Microsoft now owns Bethesda and some people having issues with uh, them potentially keeping that from uh, PlayStation, uh, he says, Keeping them multi-plat makes no sense. He's referring to uh, essentially the the companies they acquired. Um, a sub is worth more than one-time purchase of PlayStation Gamer because as long as that Sony gamer has the option to play it on PlayStation, it won't get Game Pass. And small IPs won't pull in subs as ESO uh, 6 will. I'm glad it already came out. Starfield is exclusive. Plus, Microsoft is focusing on the upcoming clash with the other tech chi- or Giants, giga, giga giants. Um, I have zero sympathy for PlayStation gamers who whine about uh, is but love every time uh, Sony presents new exclusive content. Uh, As for monopolies, yes, they are bad, but the world always has been ruled by monopolies. And indeed, there are valid concerns, but most of those do not stem uh, from a genuine concern. Uh, but from a double standard against Microsoft Xbox. In a perfect world, we wouldn't have exclusives, but we aren't living in such a world as Xbox gamer. I'm thrilled to finally see them making these commitments. I know I sound annoyed, which isn't aimed towards you guys. Thank you. Uh, But the level of hypocrisy from gaming news outlets, YouTubers and gamers really rubs me the wrong way, which I I agree with you on that. I'm just going to already hop in here a little bit that I think these conversations aren't conducted well. Um, I think you can agree or disagree on these things and still have a conversation and still come out not agreeing. That's fine. But people are um, uh, very adamant about uh, planting their flag on their hill and defending it to the death. And it's really annoying um, because you can't have these conversations. Let's see. Microsoft first party studios have creative freedom. For example, both Obsidian and Ninja Theory demanded this. Same goes for keeping their employees and company culture, etc. Ninja Theory even uh, contractual negotiated. They didn't want uh, to have to bother or install microtransactions into the single player games, which is good to know. Um, And Microsoft accepted this next to all Ninja's demands. I find a lot of the worries as uh, hypocrite uh, as can be. Uh, Because if Sony bought though I don't know with what money, them, they would have slapped that exclusive label on it before Ink tried, which you're correct on that for sure. Uh, They would have been praised for it, but somehow it's bad when Microsoft does it from all the parties who were interested, Microsoft was the best option. As for Dreamhaven, I hope the will become successful and they stick to their statements they only will accept investors who share their core values and that the big man will never sell the studio i'm sure he is already financially independent uh so there is hope that there will or that they will stick to this and i agree when it comes to the toonie games honestly i'm tired of games i need to be family wholesome i like to see more games who made who are which are made for adults like cd project red does um so Pretty much, what do we think about uh, what they're saying when it comes to uh, Xbox acquisition, uh, when it comes to them potentially locking their games into only PC and 
uh, Xbox and not allowing them on uh, PlayStation. Um, is it fair? Is it not fair? Does it make sense? And uh, with Dreamhaven, uh, you know, he, he pretty much just agrees with us on that. But, you know, saying that the investors uh, have to have the same core values, hopefully they stick to that. All companies start out really good. And then as they get really uh, popular and start making a lot of money, as they get rich, they, uh, they have to start changing the way their company runs. It's just, it's just the way the game is played. Um, so I, that's pretty much what I have to say on that. I agree with you. Otherwise, when it comes to the Dreamhaven and uh, Cedar Project Red thing, I also agree when it comes to uh, Tired of Games being family wholesome. I think there's a place for all that. There used to be, you know, kids games, family games, mature games, all that stuff. And it seems like a lot of mature games are now starting to just become like for everyone, which games should be for everyone. But like, I also wish people would have the balls to just go full out if they want to make like a mature that's game. It's like when rated R movies almost disappeared. For a while there, yeah. And then, so. like, Deadpool came out, and people were like, oh, it's so cool to have a radar movie again. I'm like, this is so weird. Yeah. That that's, like, a yeah. conversation. Uh, and John Wick and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. You know, people, for a while there, it, everything was PG-13 because they want people, to everyone to watch it. They want to sell it to, like, billions of people. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, you know, food. It all starts becoming bland and similar because they got the secret fucking uh, flavor that, that just always works. But yeah. that gets boring, so... Um, yeah, I agree with that. But uh, when it comes to the exclusivity, what do we think? I mean, so I mean, I, I kind of agree with the zero sympathy for. I'm not even going to specifically say PlayStation, though. In this instance, they are the the ones doing this. Sony ponies. But I have zero sympathy for anyone who um, has a team, and everything their team does is good. Everything the other team does, that's exactly the same thing, and all of a sudden is bad. Like that's just not a good mentality to have. Period. So. Um, I do think that Microsoft buying these studios at this point, whatever deal they made with those studios and they decide to make exclusives, it is completely fair and within their rights because they now own that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You, it may not be like necessarily consumer friendly for the, the mass of, of gamers, but it's in their interest to give you a reason to come use their product. Uh, Whether you like that or not, that's just the reality of the situation. And so when I see stuff like this, it's not surprising to me, right? I don't have any like strong opinion about it. Like I'm, I'm going to have the option to play these games on game pass, right? If I want to play it, it'll be on PC because Microsoft wants you to play their games. It might be a Microsoft exclusive, but it's going to be exclusive to their services, which they want to shove on smart toasters. If they could, I mean like refrigerators, (laughs) dryers, they want you to have access. So I'm not too worried about that, especially because you can get Game Pass on PC for like five bucks a month. So Yeah, and 15 for the, the ultimate. Yeah, and if you want to play Elder Scrolls 6 and you know you're going to crack out for 30 days, $5 is cheaper than 60 You know what's amazing? is like if you don't have like for whatever reason, whether you just don't want to be spending the money on games every month or like if you don't have the budget, 15 bucks once a month, every month, is a fucking a fourth of the price of a game and you have access to so many games. That's the it's argument crazy. I always gave for MMOs. If you're going to be playing this that much, it's worth the price of admission. Yeah. So. Um, the only thing is, and there's articles on this, so I would suggest people look it up if they don't believe me, but there's been many times where Microsoft has come out and said that game pass isn't that profitable for them, but that's it's, they've been playing the long game for so long that they're trying to build an infrastructure where you are just part of their ecosystem. And so the money you spend is going to them. It's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, people on Twitter a lot of times argue, and they're like, you know how much fucking money Game Pass is making off subscriptions? And I'm like, not as much as you think. Because if how they, could it? Their fuck <laughs> the, what they charge is insanely cheap. Yeah. Insanely cheap. And it's an awesome deal for fucking consumers. But Microsoft makes money from so many other things that they can lose this money or make barely any money off of it and own that fucking shit. When, it, when, when everybody else starts doing what Game Pass does and everybody starts trying to follow what they're doing, they already got the fucking head start. It's Netflix all over again. And Netflix started off really cheap, and now it's it's still affordable. Yeah, but Game like, Pass's price will go up at some point. But eventually they're going to go, okay, to keep providing you this service, blah, 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 this year it's going up a dollar. And then the next year they're going to be like, oh, well, we got to do it again. And eventually they're going to they're gonna ease you into um, a more comfortable price point for them. Yeah. Um, and obviously the consumer um, is the end-all be-all in this case because if they raise it too much and people stop paying for it, they're going to find another way to to do that and they might instead go well instead of you giving you a thousand games to have access to now it's 950 you know for yeah. example so uh, they'll find a way to make it work um, but you know that being said um we've said it on the channel a million times and i'm not trying to talk for you i'm just saying generally million we, one we, but we, yeah we've talked about a bunch exclusives though you may not like them they make complete sense on a business standpoint you need a reason for people yep. to come to you yeah, yep. I we talk about a lot, and it's not even that I'm like pro. I am pro exclusives in the sense of competition breeds innovation. It always has. It always yeah. will. Um, I know some people don't like the idea of uh, exclusives because for whatever reason, maybe they only want to buy one console or maybe they can only buy one console, sure. and I completely respect that. But at the same mm. time, it, it would be one of the only industries on the planet that would just be like, open for everybody and essentially everybody be buying glorified pcs um you know the pc market now it has exclusives and it's kind of annoying but at the same time it makes other people have to make new decisions the thing is is if you decide not to do exclusives your competitors will because you have to offer something to entice consumers to choose you over the other person you can't just go like well, you know, we we offer everything they offer. Our console does everything they they offer. You know, uh, it, 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 that just doesn't work. I mean, like even in, in everything, uh, Android versus iPhone, uh, restaurants, uh, Burger King versus McDonald's, uh, Pepsi versus Coke. They're not giving each other their formulas. Um, fucking car companies uh, all offer different incentives to buy their car of the other one. They have exclusive things that they have that they offer in that car, different deals, um, different technologies, um, even graphics cards. I mean, like everything that has competition has something they have to, that's how they became the top over other people's because they offer something that their competitors couldn't. Um, and it's important. I mean, like if that's the thing with Sony and, and Nintendo when it comes to their exclusives as they create these consoles and they have features on them that make them enticing. But I think they'd be less enticing if they offer the same thing everything else, everyone else offered. But they create first-party companies to make games that you can only play on and have experiences on their console. So when you have to pull that trigger on what console you want to buy, you got to go over there. And it, it makes complete sense. And it's not even like I'm saying it makes complete sense because I'm pro it, even though I've already said I am pro it in the sense of competition breeds innovation. It does. It always does. I like that. But um, it makes sense because somebody is going to want to fucking get more consumers to get more money to fund what they do 
but also to make money. And how do you do that? You make the best thing in your opinion. I'm not saying one thing's the best or whatever. That's up to everyone fighting over consoles right now to decide that for themselves. But they have to help you with that uh, opinion. Um, otherwise, we're all buying a box that just plays games. And at that point, um, there has to be a carrot on the stick. There has to be something. Yeah. There, there has to be a reason to choose these things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Xbox and, and uh, PS5 are going to play most of the same games outside of their exclusives. And they're both going to, you know, one might look a little better than the other one, but PC looks better than both of them. They're both going to be great, man. They're this both going to run yeah. just fine. PS5 has some things that Xbox doesn't when it comes to the controller and audio technology, stuff like that, uh, which is exciting for me. But outside of that, it just comes down to like, do you, do you like the the UI on this console? Do you like the way that one looks better? Do you like the controller better? I mean, like when we get further into the future, you're just going to subscribe to a service most likely, unless we decide as consumers that we're not interested in that. And you're going to buy a box and you're going to pick the controller you want to play it with. I mean, that's it. And then we'll be past that. But those services are still going to have exclusives. Just like Netflix doesn't have the same movies as Amazon Prime, as HBO, as all those things. They all offer their own things. They all make their own movies and TV shows to make sure that if you're deciding to fucking subscribe to a a video watching uh, subscription service, you're going to choose them. They have the most enticing thing. Everyone does it. And people, when it comes to consoles, are so fired up about exclusives because they feel like they're missing out on stuff. I'm like, every comp- everything does it, though. Yeah. I mean, fucking Safeway and uh, I was going to say Albertsons, the same company, but like yeah. fucking stores do this shit. Some people have like a more robust cheese mm-hmm. section at their store than like another mm-hmm. one. Like, and you're going to go there if you're looking for fucking cheese. I mean, like, uh, it's, just, it's just everywhere. Camera companies, man. I'm like deeply fucking ingrained in like cameras and, and the war there. Sony's fucking really aggressive there too. Like they, they, them and Canon right now are at war. Um, they all offer different shit. They all have different technologies and they all invent new technologies and the other ones copy them. And then the other ones start bringing up new shit and they're like, our stabilization is better than yours. And it's just, uh, it's, you're going to always get incentives and exclusives are the incentives. Um, so that's pretty much where I'm at. Now, when it comes to Xbox, um, I agree with you 100%. Uh, whoever bought this would choose to use it to their own favor. It makes complete sense. I think the big argument, it's not my argument, it is a slight concern, but I think the big argument is uh, first-party companies are typically created from the company as a way to incentivize things. Bethesda's existed in the... Uh, gaming atmosphere for a long time and people have become very comfortable with that company and they expect when those games come out to be on everything they've just had that example set for them for a long time and now the idea of somebody owning that and deciding certain people don't get to play it now um, I think some people feel that's unfair which I understand where they're coming from the same thing when people think exclusives are unfair it's just kind of a different um way of doing it of not creating your own company but just purchasing companies that already exist that already have established fan bases is it smart 100 percent. it's going to be beneficial 100 percent. would sony do the same thing yes so it's it's not even like i do see people bitching about it so i agree with you people whining about it it's the same people who whine about ps4 exclusives i mean like people are just not getting what they want and i get it um but uh but I think this is a very, very smart move by Xbox. My only concern is if you're a giant company like Microsoft and you start buying up any companies, really, that, that can benefit you, uh, 
that already exist. I think it's just, it's, it's a slippery slope because you don't, I know you said monopolies exist. I agree. I don't like it. I still don't like it. Even if they exist, I don't fucking like it. I don't support them. I think it's an unfair, um, uh, thing when it comes to, uh, um, the competition of, of companies, um, to do that. Um, I also think it's, uh, lazy in a sense, because I think it's more exciting when you build passionate companies under you, um, buying passion companies is smart as well, but, um, and that's been kind of what Xbox has been doing. Microsoft has been doing. They've bought a lot of companies lately. Um, it's very smart and they're all very, um, creative companies, but, uh, but yeah, I think people are just more on board if, uh, if Xbox was to like create like three, four, three, like they did. Um, but they have a long history of acquiring things anyway. And not, not just Xbox, Microsoft, Microsoft acquires things all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, and people are out there saying that they should buy Sony and shit. And I'm like, first off, Sony's not just PlayStation. People always talk about like it's just PlayStation. It's not. Um, somebody's making a joke about like, what if Apple just buys Sony? I'm like, I don't know if it's that simple. I don't know if Sony would be up for grabs. I mean, they could try a takeover, but like, uh, I think that'd be a hard battle to win. Sony Sony yeah. competes with Nintendo, I think, for being like the biggest Japanese company. Um, so they're huge. They make TVs, they make cameras, they own the camera market. Uh, Canon's been doing pretty decent lately with the R5 and shit, but Sony's just been owning that shit for like six years. Um, their consoles sell more than anybody's. Um, so, I mean, Sony does really well. Um, and they're very, very aggressive and competitive. Uh, but again, going back, I said Microsoft needs to bring it this this generation, and it seems like they are. They're doing it in their way, though. They're not doing it in the expected way that I was hoping that they would create companies, but they are buying companies, and these companies are going to make games. They're going to work great and uh, work for Xbox and Game Pass. Great. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but uh, but they are they are getting their shit together this generation. I think they're going to do a lot better this generation than last. I think the Xbox One and Xbox One X was their PS3, um, and Sony had to go through that as well to learn their lessons to make the awesome PS4. Um, just like I think the mistakes that they made with the last Xbox in some ways, especially when they first announced it and they said a lot of shit people didn't like, um, I think they're going to make up for that in this next generation. So. Yeah, I had a lot to say on that. Chris, anything you want to add? There's been a lot of talk lately of people not liking exclusives, but like if you really look at the history of video games and consoles, they've always had exclusives. Like That's literally been a thing from day one. So the shock and surprise that people have about exclusiveness, just it always confuses me where it's coming from. I mean, Nintendo has Mario. You don't see it on any other console. It's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox or Sony or Microsoft games. They're not going to share that. It's it's exclusive to them. Yeah, and like you said, that's how Mario. you get people to buy those consoles. That's how you get people to invest in your product. And it, it you know people it sucks that Microsoft bought Bethesda and people are used to Bethesda games being on everything, available for everybody and everything. But financially, like we said, it's a smart thing. The community is already established for those games, and to make them exclusive for your consoles or your systems is just great business ventures. It's yeah. just it's just a smart thing to do, and I I would be shocked if they had continued to allow all the other systems and all the other companies to access that information. It would be them developing their games, Bethesda games, and then being like, okay, well here you can use this and make money off of it. It just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. 
Well, again, I have to remind people when it comes to, like when you're saying Mario's not going anywhere, that's Nintendo. That's their mm-hmm. fucking trademark. They're not going to put that on everything. Um, it may go to PC. I see a future where the consoles are putting their games on PC more, possibly, but Nintendo is not going to need to do that anytime soon. People who love Nintendo embrace Nintendo. People who play Nintendo, I know a lot of people who don't play anything else except for Nintendo games. Um, but it's like, you know, if I went to like Six Flags or something, and I'm like, where where's Mickey Mouse at? They should have Mickey Mouse at this theme park. And they're like, well, that's Disney. I'm like, well, that's stupid. I want Mickey Mouse here. Um, or if I went to Disneyland and they didn't have a ride that's at Six Flags, like, well, why don't they have that right here? It's because they're trying to get you to go to that fucking place. Just like when you go to Disneyland, they're trying to get you to fucking go there because they have this experience there that you can only have there. Um, Universal for Harry Potter Land, for example. Yeah, so. yeah, all that shit. Right. I mean, like, it's just, you know, I could I could go for days when it comes to exclusives. I mean, everything. Everything is exclusive. Uh, I know Microsoft has the idea of the future where, like, Game Pass is everywhere, and you give them money through Game Pass, which they're already really that shit's spreading. Like fucking uh, the what what Game Pass offers you and how easy it is to access um, is already there. So, and I mean, even though it not it's not up to them, Game Pass is an exclusive. That's an Xbox experience, even on PC. Even though it is a PC experience as well, uh, you can only get that through Xbox. And Xbox makes all the money from that. If you're if you're doing anything through Game Pass or if you're buying deals through Game Pass because you have Xbox Live Ultimate and you're getting deals on buying games and stuff like that. I mean, like that's that's their infrastructure. That's an exclusive Xbox thing. Even if it was on a PS4, Xbox exclusively is still making money off that, whereas PlayStation's not making shit off of Xbox's stuff. So, I mean, like they're just going a different route. But all in all, just the Bethesda thing, it. it I agree. People whining about it. It sucks for people, but so do exclusives for people. Are they right or wrong? I don't think they're wrong. Yeah. It's just how it is. It's it's business. It makes sense. Um, it's just another factor you take into consideration before buying um, the hardware. So Yeah. Or in this case, the service as well. And me, me being pro-exclusive, that fucking sinful point of view... I would love them to buy some companies and start putting games only on the fucking Xbox. So I go, I have to buy an Xbox. So I don't got to buy shit. <laughs> yeah, I would say I've had an Xbox One for most of its life, and I think I've used it for games twice, three times. Yes. Yeah. Um, in years, it literally sits and collects dust. Yeah. Um, which is really sad because I would like to use it. Um. I guess I technically use it today as a uh, a means to use to watch Crunchyroll. So I mean, I, I use it. I use the controller on my PC. Yeah. As for like, and I'm not playing a lot of console in general right now. I've been very, very, very much into PC gaming again. But oh, dude, I'm um, like fucking all in on PC right now. It's hard for me to play a console. Yeah. My my PS4 joysticks though are kind of worn out, man. So like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so bummed out. My right stick on my Rathalos PS4 controller, fucking uh, something happened to the stick. So when I'm playing games, whatever game it is, my guy will always pull left randomly. Oh. And I'm like, well, that controller's fucked. That sucks. I'm going to keep it because it's like cool looking. It but fixed. I don't know how that works. I'm sure it's not that difficult. You send them money in the controller. <laughs> I send them money first. <laughs> Probably. here's some money fix it where's it at oh okay it's coming <laughs> this is this is not enough you didn't give us enough 
Okay, we'll f- only fix a little bit. What money? Um, anything else you guys want to add to that? Any thoughts on Dreamhaven? No. On what he said? <laughs> I, he just echoed what I think we said anyways, yeah. other than you know the, the investor thing. My biggest thing uh, when when that was brought up is hopefully they're not taking a bunch of like, you know, 10 cent money as an example. And then some talk about a fucking monopoly, 10 cents trying to own everything random. They make some random esport game. And then some guy says something and causes the whole disaster. Watch, watch Microsoft build up fucking game pass and Xbox. And it's just like fucking seeping everything like cancer. And then fucking a little bit of 10 cent gets fucking dripped into Microsoft and starts growing and taking over it. Just like fucking uh, an alien, and then Tencent owns Microsoft. Because that's what Tencent wants to do. Tencent wants to own everything. It wants to sure. say in everything. Tencent's fucking creepy. At least Microsoft shows up and they're like, "We're commandeering you," and you're like, "Uh, by force? Yeah. Here's your money. You're ours now. You're just building an <laughs> just empire." Throw the suitcase. Tencent's just fucking <laughs> seeping around and fucking gets in your veins, and you're like, "Oh." Yeah, and unfortunately, it's unavoidable. They're literally in everything. So, yeah, I'm like six percent here, and a fucking twenty percent there, and a little bit of ten percent there. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Mm-hmm. Thank you for the comment that uh, we had a great conversation on. So, uh, very appreciated. Thank you for the comment. Uh, we reviewed Street Fighter Five and PUBG on Plus Club. Had a great conversation over on Reddit. If you guys ever get a chance, every time I post Plus Club on the channel, there is also a Plus Club on the PlayStation Plus subreddit where we have conversations every month. Uh, really great conversations. A lot of people get in there and talk. It's fucking awesome. Um, and yeah, we got a lot of uh, short comments. So I'm just going to go through them all real quick. Uh, from Wade, we got, I've never been much of a fighter fan, uh, but Tekken has always been my fighter of choice. Very good opinion. I agree with you. Tekken is fucking fantastic. In fact, it's funny between the comments here and Reddit, a lot of people weren't very impressed with Street Fighter, which kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Um, I expected to be like the weird one. Well, um, that specific Street Fighter. Yeah. A bunch of people were like, I'm not really into Street Fighter. I'm like, well, who is? Because those games are fucking huge. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we got uh, Ben Ben Aaron Walters. Uh, found this from Reddit, a Reddit post. Thank you uh, for checking that out. This is a great idea, and you have a new subscriber. Thank you for subscribing. Welcome to the channel. I'm glad you enjoy what we do here, and thank you for thinking it's a great idea um, because, I mean, that's just awesome to hear because I agree. Um, Psycho Scream says, not a fan of Street Fighter, but Dead or, Dead or Alive, I do likes a lot. It's another good one. See, everybody's on the same page right here. Fucking, I love DOA, I love Tekken, I love Soul Calibur, and people are like, yeah, same. Fuck Street Fighter. I'm sure, I'm sure, I don't mean fuck Street Fighter. I'm sure Psycho likes to play it, but I'm sure he's also there for the waifus. <laughs> See her waifu game. Um, Wade also says, as a veteran, I can confirm that they did in fact teach us how to do that inverted kick. I do it all the time, uh, which was in reference to when I said Guile, obviously, was taught like everybody in the military how to do that upside down fucking kick. That's very impressive to me. I would, did not go to the military, so I didn't learn that. But... uh as you can see, even after you uh, leave the military, you're still using those tricks you learned. I was telling him, fucking, like, you know, when you're at the store and something's, like, kind of high up on a shelf, you just go whack upside down and fucking kick it off. Makes complete sense to me. used to break ah. apart a car and a brick wall and shit in the game, so. Yeah, when you're, like, out in the parking lot and someone parks their car in front of yours to get out, you start just breaking their fucking car down. Makes sense. 
Um, I mean, I always buzz barrels in a wine cellar every time I go to a restaurant. <laughs> uh, um, we got uh, Jcast39 saying the controversy with facial models was Cami, I think. Maybe, but I feel like, I feel, and this is the weird thing, I Googled it, I can't find it anywhere, any of the facial controversies. How do you I, delete stuff off the internet? I don't know. Well, Google fucking gives you access to what they want you to look at. So uh, maybe if I go to fucking uh, DuckDuckGo or what the fuck is it called? You can probably go to Bing, yeah. but then you probably just get Rule 34. I'm not fucking going to Bing. <laughs> yeah, Bing's just a weird pervert place. Um, but uh, I remember, uh, I, I, it might be Cammy, I don't know, but I, I swear it was Chun-Li. Uh, her face is like more like round and she looked like very different than Chun-Li's ever looked. And uh, everybody was like, what the, the- fuck? The Chun-Li thing might have been from uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite because I know they changed her face in that too. That was a big problem was her face Oh, in maybe that it was game. that That might game. have been that game. Maybe it was, yeah. There was just the part where they actually changed on. her face to more of what we expected because it was so fucking mm-hmm. weird looking. There's a couple other people that looked kind of off too, but she was like really different looking. I'm pretty really sure weird. that he brings that up that it was Marvel vs. Capcom now. I'll have to look into it, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, Seth White, I like your name, uh, says, Never enjoyed Street Fighter. I wish Bloody Roar was able to keep up with competitive franchises. Oh. That's an interesting take. I, I forgot would, about Bloody Roar. I would welcome a new Bloody Roar. I think it'd be cool. That was such a cool game. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It needs something refined about it to make it really stand out outside of just having you know the fucking dinosaurs and the and the monkey and stuff. But um, well, like we only have Mortal Kombat. Or am I thinking that's of willing to get crazy? Wait, Bloody Roar. I don't. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong you're game. Human and you shipped into beast mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, because they're like the werewolf people and shit in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What were you saying? Maybe I mixed up two now. Yeah, because I was thinking of Primal Rage. I'm also thinking of yeah. Primal Rage. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Eternal Champions. Let's bring that shit back. Virtua Fighter. <laughs> Apparently, they're making a new one of that. Ooh. Um. I welcome it. Bring all the shit back. Yeah. Even though Virtua Fighter is going to be like a lesser Tekken at this point, um, which sucks. Uh, but yeah, Bloody Roar, now that I remember, actually remember what that game is, that'd be really cool to see uh, come back. And then we got Runty saying, Seth, we have the same taste in fighting games, which is very cool to hear. It seems like most people here have the same taste in fighting games. Apparently, no love for Street Fighter. Uh, Shell says, I didn't play Street Fighter V. I am not a fan of Street Fighter in general, but I know that Street Fighter V had a paywall and have heard that it felt gross. It did feel gross. I can't stand that stuff, so I saved myself the headache and skipped it. Based on all your impressions, it seems like I made the right choice. I wasn't interested in playing PUBG on console, so I skipped that too. Disappointing month for me, which is something I kept seeing on Reddit as well. Uh, Fall Guys is my favorite battle royale. Fair. And uh, that Demigod shout-out, though. I love that game, and no one ever knows what it is when i try to talk about it which is funny because me and you know about it when we talk about it most people are like what is it before i even knew what a mobile was before there was a genre really yeah it it was one of the first ones ever and we didn't even know back then playing it yeah and then as the genre grew we're like wait that was a moba yeah like it's weird (laughs) like retroactive i'm like they made a moba everyone else kind of made like a more refined version of that it's interesting for sure and then um that clip at the end yeah that that guy was uh ridiculous you gave him the toned down version too didn't you yeah, yeah. no i censored all the shit he was saying because he was saying some pretty uh first off some things that can get me in trouble on youtube but also some shit i just don't want on my fucking channel for sure um just talking like a fucking asshole God, yeah, it's that 2020 was, that was wild yeah he was he was really having a blast that guy kind of had something going on though i think because he was a little weird with all the fucking weird high-pitched daddy shit i was like what the fuck is going on here man um 
yeah, so thank you everybody for the comments on that. I just kind of shotgun through that. Is there any specific comments there you guys want to say anything to or? I want to see on your Instagram stories that kick, Wade. I want to see it since you do it every do it. day. Do it on your story, yeah. Do it. Or all the time. Sorry, misquoted you. Yeah, show us show us on uh, on Instagram. I love to see it. Um, all right. Uh, thank you, everybody. And then lastly, uh, Resident Evil Village, Dev Insights, and Amazon Luna. We talked about uh, Amazon's new streaming service. They kind of just dropped out of nowhere. We knew it was coming, but like they're literally, there's no buildup. They're like, hey, this is coming out. And we're like, oh, okay. And then Resident Evil Village, we talked about that. Bezos said make, so we make. And TLG Shevmo, a member of the community, uh, said that early access price is pretty tempting, not going to lie. Still not clamoring for streaming games, but as a supplement to maybe try games I wouldn't normally buy, especially if I can just tack it onto my Prime sub. Also, Ubisoft being an early adopter publisher, totally not a surprise. Uh, any thoughts on that? I concur. <laughs> Chevy agrees. <laughs> um, in case you guys don't know, that is Chevy. Uh, his comment, he wasn't on that Tasty Tuesday, so he listened to it. He had an opinion. I wanted to bring it up because me and him have talked about this already, but a couple points that I didn't make. I, I kind of touched it, but I barely touched it. Me and you talked about um, Amazon is better primed, all pun intended, um, than Google, sadly, to do something like this because Amazon is already now um, a place that has subscription services. There's Prime Video, there's Prime Music, and these Audible. are all things that you just add on Audible. Yeah. Uh, you have Prime to get shipping, uh, better shipping, or used to before COVID. Um, well, and you then say that word on YouTube. And then uh, that's a, that's someone's name, Kovad. Um, that's what I meant. Um, but uh, and then they have Twitch, which yeah. is a great link. But I can totally see, and we talked about this, we, we agreed, I can totally see Luna just being another subscription on Amazon. And like when you're looking for a game to buy on Amazon, you're typing in, you're looking for, maybe I'm gonna buy a digital copy or maybe get a physical copy sent to me. It might just have a play button there too if you have that subscription. You just click it and you can play it, try it out. Um, or on Twitch, you're watching someone play it and they're definitely gonna do this. You can just play it from there. Um, it makes complete sense. I think it's a really smart thing for them to do. And uh, they're gonna let you use your PS4, Xbox, PS5 controllers, all that shit. So like literally, you know, just charge about the same as they charge for their other subscription services. And you just have this whole suite of subscriptions out of Amazon and it's just like genius. And I think that they are gonna do a much better job than Google. Um, so kind of, you know, what you're talking about, um, just uh where did you say it uh tack it on my prime sub um so i agree with that and then also when you're saying um uh streaming games uh to maybe try a game and not just go out and buy it this is a great point too because i literally recently um have been fucking around with uh playstation now and i can't see myself using it to play games in that way but i do use the try games out a lot um and it's very cool. Just like Game Pass, I try out games and I'm not buying them. Um, so it is a good way to try out games um, that maybe not just like stoked to go buy instantly. I mean, I buy games all the time, Star Wars Squadrons, and then fucking return them. Yeah. Um, typically, I just get the money returned to Steam because I still intend to spend that money on Steam. I already did it. I'm ready to put it back into Steam. I just got to find a game I want. Um, but, uh, you know, when Steam implements some kind of streaming service uh which they will at some point 
um, it'll be a great way to, uh, for them, avoid people refunding games so much, but also for people to be able to try games if they're already paying 10, 15, 20 bucks every month to play all the games on Steam, which would be fucking wild. So, thoughts, Chris? It's inevitable. Amazon's got their fingers in all of everybody's Kool Aid, so it's just. <laughs> they got their fingers in the Kool Aid. Get it out of there. I'll break your fucking finger if you put it in my Kool Aid. <laughs> Even if you're Amazon. Was, I'll ship it back it to you in two days. God damn it, Bezos. Um, I mean, I just wish I just wish the rest of the country had better internet access so that this wouldn't be such an issue. I, streaming services are the future of video games. I absolutely agree with that 100%. But our internet infrastructure is really poor in like most of the U.S. that it's going to be hard for people to stream higher-end games. Well, more rural areas, but people always want to talk about the United States, and, like, that's such a minuscule aspect of it, because, like, places like in, like, India and shit, like, they're, they don't have great internet. Um, Africa, I mean, like, you know, might be thinking, like, people don't play games in Africa. Yeah, they do. I mean, you can look at heat maps and see where people are playing games. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this, this might change. This is kind of a, a weird... Uh, side uh, avenue here, but like with uh, Elon Musk putting all those satellites in space for internet connectivity, apparently the connection speed is fast and stable enough to play games. So, be interesting to see if that problem is going to exist in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to that, Chris? No. All right, good comment, Chevy. Thanks for adding that. And then, uh, let's see. Last one. Uh, I love this from Onion Wolf. I love the RE universe and the setting, at least in terms of the originals. But I was never keen on the gameplay. I much prefer to watch my brother play it. Haha. Ha. Um, I know all about that. In which I would bring up Chevy. Chevy's interested in a lot of games. There's certain games he's not playing. I'll play fucking anything. So, like... Uh, I've played games for him before, like Last of Us, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I would be absolutely willing to play Resident Evil Two for you and stuff like that. Um, so, and even if it's not even like a scary game thing, maybe you just don't like playing. I know people who don't like playing shooters of any kind on a on a controller, so maybe they are less inclined to want to play a game uh, just because they don't like the way it feels. Or certain things give you anxiety real easy, you know, yeah. like that. So yeah, for sure. So I get that. But yeah, Resident Evil Universe, outside of some of the stuff, uh, is great. I, I used to be a huge fan, and I'm becoming a huge fan again. So I was totally able to play 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you played 5, no, no problem, because yeah. it's essentially Call of Duty. Um, With a really dumb boss fight. <laughs> Sheva, 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 Sheva. That's all I did. I'd get to the end before you and your character, you're playing Sheva. And I would just be at the end hitting the button to go, and he's just like, Sheva, 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 Sheva. It's just burned in my fucking brain. That's that's Resident Evil 5 to me. I'd Plus, see, it's like level-based. It's weird. Like The only thing I even remember from that game at all was the the last boss fight. Just because how ridiculous Is that the Wesker is. one? Yeah. 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 Throwing Ooh, missiles and shit. That was so, like, anime. I, <laughs> I, I hate that at some point in Resident Evil... They're like, let's make a really creepy horror game, and then later they watch The Matrix, and they're like, let's let's make this. That's Resident Evil. The guy with the glasses. Let's make him like have superpowers. <laughs> yeah, he's already a dork who wears sunglasses everywhere. Might as well fucking make him super cool in a dorky way. Anything you guys want to add to that? 
Uh, I too enjoy, but I'm also afraid of spoopy games. Can I get you to play Phasmophobia? I'm very tempted to, just because I like the idea of ghost hunting. I will straight up fucking buy you that game if you'll play it. (laughs) Rob was telling me you had people like trying to offer money for me to even try playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, uh, uh, it was um, uh, Jeremy Melendez. He said, um, he's like, I would straight up fucking pay to watch how we play that game. Because I told him you wouldn't do it. It's not happening. Sorry. And I think he said in VR too, which you oh, definitely are not no. going to play because then you're no. there. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm I'm a hard person to buy. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know a whole lot of times he's been bought, um, but I'll play it for money. Chris, though, I love cryptozoology <laughs> and the whole like idea of like searching for paranormal life and things like that. Like I'm I'm so into that fucking shit, but it spoops the shit out of me. And that game spoops the shit out of you when you play it. It's fucking creepy. I, I gotta watch that. If you do that, plan it so oh. I can watch. It's fun to watch. I've watched someone I watched someone's no, no. for like three hours the other day. It's... You play. <laughs> Just like uh <laughs> like me and Sarah were talking about we're like both excited to get Cody to play. Yeah. Because he's excitable. So am I, but like Cody will play like a shooter and he starts yelling. <laughs> like shoot someone and he's like, whoa or he'll get shot. He's like, oh, just like yelling. And like, uh, so we're both just like, we got to get Cody in this game. And he was doing it. He was fucking just yelling and shit, but he's just like taking the pictures and screaming in the corner. That's commitment. Yeah. No, he's, he's doing, he's a good, doing a good job. Um, yeah. Anything else? We done. Thank you for the comment. Thank you for the comment. And, uh, thank you everybody for watching, but that's gonna do it for this episode of taste cast episode 126. We're moving on up. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. We got so many other fucking episodes. Uh, yeah, you can check us out on uh, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Tasty Loot Gaming. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Uh, post a bunch of random shit in there. We all do it. And uh, yeah, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, uh, you can type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment. If you'd like uh, to experience what we just did, you could be the lucky person who we talked to Um, chances in fact yeah you have very good chances uh and yeah we have a patreon for people who would like to support the channel further than liking commenting and sharing the videos and watching the videos all the way through thank you for your support it's very much appreciated we love you guys so much except for one of you um guess yeah trying to figure that out we're getting close to 2000 too it's gonna get a little harder as we as we grow and uh with that uh please do us a favor share these videos tell people about it uh people you want to get into these conversations a community about having nuanced conversations about games where you can have any positive or negative view on anything it's all welcome as long as it's productive uh if you know somebody who wants to get in on those kind of conversations when it comes to gaming taste the gaming is the place it's well, like one of the only places and i know it's it's my channel sounds bold it there's not a whole lot of channels no. doing this man it's fuck it's it's annoying everyone's just ready to hate on shit so also, if you have a long commute. Yeah, yeah. If you got some fucking time to burn, we we did it. We burned a lot of time, and you can do it with us. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for all the support, and uh, hopefully we'll hit 2,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Be fucking dope as shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. Until next episode, which will be Tasty Tuesday. Have a good weekend or week or whatever time you're experiencing, and take it easy.